The following may contain language which will be offensive to some people and inappropriate for children. The topics discussed may include drugs, alcohol or be sexual in nature. This show is intended for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. I'm serious. It's dirty. Really, really dirty. Still here? Then pour your favourite beverage, sit back and let's get this fucking show started. Fantastic Forum, assemble! You listen to Fantastic Forum, your weekly conversation about comic books, entertainment, and geek culture. Welcome, hope you're having a wonderful morning, afternoon, evening, and night, as the case may be, or night, I guess I should say, depending on where you are in the world, and if you're not, you should stick with us, we'll help you take it up a notch. You have the usual suspects in the building. First, he is our riddle inside of an enigma trapped in Chinese finger cuffs. You don't know him, but you'll love him anyway. He's our silent assassin, Jay. Hey, what's up? Next, he's our resident Dark Knight detective. He's next in line for the cowl. He is our resident senior reporter. It's Oz. I don't like how you struggle to introduce me every time. I Was that a struggle? Oh, I felt good about it. Okay. Next, he's the backbone, the pillar, the strength of Fantastic Forum. He's our nigh invulnerable brawler and resident strongman, Moses Magnum. Ohio. And as for myself, my name is Lawrence Young. They call me Mayor Young. Welcome to Fantastic Forum. Uh, we got a great show for you today. Uh, we are going to be talking to you all about the movie uh, from Legion M. We're going to talk about Arch Enemy. We are also going to be talking to you all about the DC Black Label comic book, uh, Sweet Tooth, The Return, number one. And we'll bring you the latest in comic book news and, of course, whatever else it is you all want to talk about. So we got all that on the agenda for today. Um, Before we do all that, we want to make sure that we thank Mr. Scott Rubin, who without him, this show would not have happened. So thank you, Scott. Hope you're doing all right, buddy. Uh, And uh, if you want to get down with Fantastic Forum, We do, in fact, have a way for you to do that. Here's how. Want to get in on the action? Call Fantastic Forum on Skype and join the fun. Too shy to call in? That's okay. You can join the Discord chat room available at fantasticforum.live. Join the party. You know you want to. Uh, Yeah. 
The intern uh, I was, know. Uh, was stuck to the TV. The what was stuck to the TV? The intern was stuck to the TV. Oh, I believe it. I believe it. Hey, it's a wild day in America. I know we have listeners all over the world. Uh, if you're here with us in America, uh, yeah, you may want a break. We're going to try our best to provide that for you because uh, I know that you might need it. And if no matter what side of the whole thing you're on. <laughs> and if you're uh, in another part of the world, don't judge us. Listen, feel free to judge. <laughs> we, we, we need your judgment. <laughs> so go for it. Anyway, welcome to Fantastic Forum. Gentlemen, it's good to be here with you all. Uh, I'm, I'm actually pretty excited about today's show. Uh, I know that came out like I'm not usually excited about the other shows. That's not true. I'm excited every time. But I, I just honestly, it's just cool to uh, I, I get the opportunity to talk to you all. I, I understand. There's been a lot of women on the show lately, and I know how much you hate oh, that. Jesus. It's just what? the dudes today. What is this? Wait a minute. Like I, I love having women on the show. Like we, we need it more often. Lord knows. Friggin' all you misogynistic uh, bastards. I, I, yeah. Look, I love having women, too. I, I get it. I don't know why they have to have a top. That's a whole point of it. I'm right there with you, man. I'm right there. Yeah, you, me, and all the... I don't listen. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know what that... Like, you ruined Larry. <laughs> oh, he's shook. Look at that. Oh, good. I'm glad you guys are seeing it because yeah. I thought it was just. What happened? Did I did I drop out? You just froze, like. Oh, I froze. Yeah, that might be our thumbnail for this week. Just you go. No. <laughs> Look like you smashed into the windshield. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. I I hit the windshield of decency. I'm like, oh look, Fantastic Four finally got me. <laughs> it's like. All this time, I tried to remain an upstanding young man, or upstanding old man, upstanding <laughs> middle-aged man. Fantastic Forum finally got me. No, uh, I don't know. I guess my internet went out for a hot second because you all started wheeling, and I was like, "Uh oh, uh oh, what's happening?" <laughs> I was like, "What's going on?" It's like, "Damn it, democracy's done." Yeah. <laughs> well, no, shut down the internet. Normally that happens to me, so I was actually like freaking out, like, "Oh, is it is it happening already?" And then I saw the other two move. I'm like, "Okay, they see it too." Okay, okay good, good. All right, well, uh, I'm glad I'm back. Um, but yeah, yeah. makes <laughs> one of us. I'm, I'm glad one of us is. Whatever, whatever. You all love me. I know it. I like you. Have to tell me. It's okay. Um, it's not about love. It's dominance. Meanwhile, we no, didn't start without you. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, look. I'm looking at the chat. <laughs> Pull up that chat comment, Jay. A Facebook user says, if you ever want a guest, hi. Okay. Well, there it is. Look, we'll definitely book that guest next week. Whoever you might be, Facebook user. He's from the <laughs> <laughs> It's like, Facebook user, like... That I, I will track down that silhouette until the ends of the earth. I'll be like, wait a minute, who are you the one? <laughs> what? Oh, it's Chris Lee. What up, Cricket? What up, Cricket? Hey, welcome. Glad to have look. I'm, I'm good to see you in chat. We definitely will get you on uh one of these weeks because uh 
you know, well, first of all, you can call into the show whenever you're ready. That's one thing. Like, I'm not going to sit here and tell you, like, oh, you need a special invitation because you can call in whenever you're ready. However, if there's something specific that, you know, you feel might be up your alley or something that, I, that we all think is up your alley, we'll definitely reach out. Noise. I was, <laughs> was going to say, I'm, oh, user, that's one of those from the Connecticut users, right? I know, right. <laughs> right. Are we on like, Facebook, too? I thought we were just doing YouTube and Twitch. No, we don't no, no, we're YouTube, Twitch, and Facebook. Jeez, we're just spreading it all over. And we could do hey, Periscope. Listen. Wait, say that again, Mo? We could do Periscope, too. We could do Periscope, even though I don't need, I didn't even know that. Well, you know what? I think I didn't know we had a Periscope, even though are people even using Periscope still? It'll just play. It'll just play in our uh, in our feed, like as a tweet. Tom Malloy Bueno says browsers. Wait, you know, wait, wait, you can, wait. You can live stream off the OnlyFans. Wait, wait. What? How did you say that name, Jay? Tom Malloy Bueno. <laughs> I'm just saying that's Spanish. What? <laughs> so Jay so, also took an edible. <laughs> so so you got L is a Spanish word, Malo is a Spanish word, then E, the Y is is N, and then Bueno. <laughs> it's, it, it's, it's also I, a fresh word. Yeah, I don't know. Every time I see it, I think of Malloy. <laughs> El Malloy Bueno. <laughs> yeah. I'm not mad at you. Listen, you're American, and that's okay. Like, even today, that's okay, Jay. You can be American. It's not your fault. It's <laughs> <laughs> not your fault. Oh jeez, I I love it. El Malo y Bueno said, "Wow, <laughs> <laughs> wow." Uh, he also says, "Fresh cut, Lawrence." Oh, thank you, man. Listen, I did it myself. No, <laughs> like as as to not in, to incriminate anyone. Yeah. No, <laughs> I did it myself. I'm that good. I don't know what to tell you, man. I don't know what to tell you. But anyway, yeah. Oh, fantastic form. Oh, what are you going to say, Jay? My Facebook user, or Crits, also says, so I'm becoming a The Boys expert. Oh, okay. Now, like, now when you say that, Crits, look, you know it's Fantastic Forum, so we got to mess around and understand. We got we to gotta be like, when you say you're becoming an expert, we just have to understand, are you becoming The Boys TV show expert? That's okay. I'm just asking, or are you becoming, like, The Boys the like comic book expert because those are two different things, and you know we don't want to mess around and like call you in for the wrong thing, you know. <laughs> so yeah, which and that's okay. Like you know, oh, I I so, love so, it. Starting volume five of the omnibus. That's what I'm talking about. There it is. Look, this is what I'm talking about. You like these TV shows? They're fantastic. You should go ahead and make sure you keep enjoying them, but. If you want to go ahead and like take it to another level, check out the source material. And if you like it, you like it. If you don't, you don't. That's okay. But I'm just saying, like, if you enjoy the TV show, I mean, it'd be one thing. I, look, I understand. Some people are, are not readers. You know what I mean? Some people are out here like, 
yeah, it's a movie. No I'm shit. not going to read the novel. <laughs> I get it. I get it. I'm not sitting here trying to judge you and tell you, oh, man, you've got to read the novel or else you're a son of a bitch. I'm not trying to say that. But I'm not a reader. It's not an excuse not to pick up a comic book. It's it's 22 to 26 pages most of the time. It's like, and and it has pictures, mostly. So it's kind of like, listen, I'm not a reader. It's not a good reason to not read a comic book. That makes you sound illiterate. Stop it. Just stop it. Like, you know, <laughs> it's pictures and words. So, you know, check out the social material. And like I said, if you're just like, well, I read it and I didn't enjoy it, then you don't have to, you don't have to read anything else. I'm not sitting here telling you, oh, well, if you're not, you're not a real fan if you don't read the comic. I'm not saying that. What I am saying is, you know, like give give the people that help create these things that you like a little bit of love too, and maybe buy a book and just see if you like it too. Because uh, okay. read on the toilet, so no excuses. There it is. No excuses. Even though now we live in a day and age where technically you can watch TV on the toilet, which is crazy. I know, right? I'm old enough to remember when there was only one TV in a house. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like that—that's how old I am. Where I'm like, yeah, there was the TV, and whatever your parents were watching is what you watched. You know, and that's why, and that—that's it. It wasn't even like a discussion. So, or at least that's how it was in my house. I don't know. Not not all of us could also afford that one TV to be in color. <laughs> Oz, you're not that old. Oz. I, I was that poor. Fair. That's fair. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I love, I love you. Best looking thing uh, on TV. Listen, I, I, in I, Oz's I defense, out. it was a really big black and white TV, though. I, no. <laughs> 32 inches, which I guess was technically yeah, they're huge. That's huge back then. 32? <laughs> Goddamn. <laughs> I freaked out my grandma because I was a little kid. I took a, a Sharpie to the screen. <laughs> they turned it on and it was like changing colors on them. It looked like mm. Apparently that meant it was going bad if it does that, so they freaked out. <laughs> Love to the Walking Dead TV show. I feel would really if they gave the comic a chance would like it more. I really do feel that just because the comics. I mean, all the best parts of the of the Walking Dead TV show basically come out of the comic. Like I can only think of one or two things in a TV show that aren't in the comic that I'm like, that's good stuff, you know. But. Yeah, I mean, the only thing I can think of off the top of my head that's like in that or like, that was popular in Walking Dead TV show, and keeping in mind that I'm not all caught up, so you know, maybe something else happened. But the only thing I can think of is maybe Daryl, and even Daryl's like not that great. It's an they interesting put, character. They put him in the comics though. Nah, mm, no, they did. They did a yeah, dude with a crossbow. I thought they put Daryl in the comics. It was Merle that didn't make it to the comics because he's already dead in the show by the time they got to that. No, no, there's no, there's no Daryl in the comics. There's somebody okay. named Daryl, but it's not that Daryl. Yeah, I mean... Well, look, there's somebody named Rick, but it's not that Rick either. No, that's not true. <laughs> Rick. Now he is. Look, the real Rick raises one hand. Look, there's a... Damn! Carol, Carol... Is in the show and not in, and not in the comic. Like, no, that's not true. That's not Carol the same Carol. Comic. Well, it's not the same Carol, yeah. but it the Carol. Or, 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 or I'll say this: 
that Carol's character arc went drastically different. And the other chick, too. The sniper. But, yeah, but I guess what I'm saying is those characters exist in the comic. They yeah, just but have they're not, completely yeah, different. They, it's not the same. They're not the same characters. Carol, yeah. I like, like I like Carol in the comics when she was trying to fuck both uh, Rick and his wife. <laughs> of course, that's what Moses likes. No, but like you know, I wanted to see her, you know that old lady try to do it in the in the TV show. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, did the Ike sound uh, come out? I mean, it was a comic before yeah, it was a show. Like, <laughs> it, it was, in fact, a comic before it was a show. And, and look, hey, and you, I, if, you like, oh, ahead, if you like the iZombie show, look, you might like the comic. If you like the comic, you might like the show. It's two different things. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not even the same character. It's just really, like, yeah. a character that has a similar ability as the yeah. character. Like, they totally changed everything. Yeah. Wow, she's arguing that it was a comic, that it wasn't a comic. Oh, yeah. It was created, but, yeah. Look, Mike Allred. Listen, you're, you're, we, we reviewed the comic. Yeah. We talked about the Weird Terrier. Let's see. Yeah. And, and this, this is why we haven't had Cricks on the show yet, because this is the type of thing that can't happen no. on Fantastic Four. Yeah, you, can't, no. you can't come on the show and start trying to argue comics with Fantastic Four. I'm like, we're not, we don't just say random things. Hey. Like, this is... I don't know what what other comic podcasts or the intro or you're watching the intro, the intro on the show says based on comic comic by blah 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 blah. Not only that, it's comic yeah. art by the comic book artist. It came yeah. out in like 2010. Oh, now she's trying to do a Geico plug. We're not sponsored, so don't. No, she's talking about Gekin. Oh, that, that fighting game? No, it yeah. Was, Yes, in fact, the fighting game. It was Larry's show where he forgot everything he heard on Fantastic Forum. Wait, what? What do you mean? Because he said, oh. you said you talked about this on Gekin, and, you know, that it was a show before the comic came out, and she says you agree. Listen, I promise you I didn't do that. Like, listen, I, like, there's this thing. Like, I'm a forgetful guy. I'll be the first one to admit that. Look, you forgot and it was a comic. I did not forget it was a comic. <laughs> It just it didn't happen. It didn't happen. See why I told like, you not to divide your time? You can only serve two <laughs> masters. I mean you can't serve two masters. Alternate reality. That's what happened. Must be. Must be. So okay. We should get Look, into... she says you did in capitals. <laughs> I mean, I don't I don't think that, like listen, what I will say see, is this Larry, is see, see? as much as I love Crixley, she is mistaken on this account. However, Gekin has archives. They're receipts. You know what I'm saying? Like you can go to to the Gekin archive somewhere and pull up the show. And if somebody's like, "Oh yeah, here's the yeah. audio of you telling everybody that this was a show first and a comic second, I'll I'll be the first one to be like, "Man, I don't know what I was on that day. I'm sure Joe slipped me something that I wasn't supposed to consume." And I don't know why I got that high that I thought that yeah. I zombie wasn't a comic. I, like, I, I, I will, look, look, I will here, go ahead and further, and, further oh. reading. Sorry, Larry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but further uh-huh. reading here it says it was a huge deal that the show came out before the comic because Kirkman was attached. Kirkman was not attached to iZombie at all. Nah, no, yeah. it's Mike. It's Mike Allred. Yeah, and the other dude, the dude from Cinderella. I don't know who that is. 
Do you not remember Cinderella? Larry doesn't remember. I, I remember Cinderella as a as a fairy tale, but I'm saying like no. Cinderella. What, I don't even Fables. know what version of Cinderella we're talking about. Fables, where she's an assassin. Oh, Fables. Oh, oh, okay, no, okay, but is that what she's talking about? The comic book Cinderella? No, no, no. The writer from that is the co-creator of I Zombie. Oh, okay. No, no. I listen. I remember, but if you say Cinderella, like I love how you said that, Jay. Like the first. The first thing most people think about when you say Cinderella is the assassin from Fables. Like that's not most people's go-to when you say Cinderella. Like I mean, well, I was trying to say it like that. I really was just trying to bring up. Uh, well, he responded to me like that, so clearly I knew that's what people think the first time they hear Cinderella when I bring up. Cinderella. Yeah, but but I mean, you're not normal. Yeah. Just... Like because most said Cinderella, I automatically went to Fables. Yeah, it's Chris... listen. Chris you Robinson. don't know how many times Mo has cried at the Disney Cinderella. You don't know. Only once. Mm-hmm. Okay. I Zombie. Only one in front of Emily. Uh, I <laughs> the comic was put out by Vertigo in 2010. The TV show came out in 2015. Yeah, yeah. and listen, this is not up for dispute. Like, nobody here. Uh, apparently it is because we're disputing it. N- who's disputing it? None of, look, Facebook nobody... is here. We're an, in- we're an interactive show. We are in an interactive show, but what I'm saying is, you should pull up the Gekin receipts, and if you can, if you can pull up the audio that has me saying that, I will go ahead and apologize to you for disputing it, and I will even try to figure out why it was I was that high that I made that mistake. Uh, <laughs> if if those receipts are produced, you you may be apologized to the lady. But not on this show, because I don't know if we can have you back on after that. Oh, come on, man. Wait a minute. Am I getting kicked off a of Fantastic Forum? I don't have tenure we, at this point? We just need you to do the intro, and then like we'll take the camera off. least <laughs> <laughs> one show on the comic, and then we did at least one show on, on, the, on the TV show. No. No, we did more than that. Just- we were talking about iZombie a lot. I'm not because we all loved iZombie, right? Nobody right. here just liked iZombie. Well, Joe didn't like the art. Yeah, Joe's not a fan of All Red. But I like the story and the characters. Right. Yeah. Uh, Craig says, I swear I wrote about this, but I am high. See? And if you there wrote you for Bleeding Cool, you might have. <laughs> not Bleeding Cool. Maybe like IGN comics. Yeah, <laughs> like, they're all the same. Not, 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 not the core guys, but like you know the guys they hire. Lawrence must have thought he was on CNN, so he started spouting that fakeness. No, oh, see, see, Oz, what were we trying to do today? We're trying to keep politics out of this, right? That's news network stuff. What are you doing? That's news mm-hmm. network stuff. See? It's comic news Listen. network. We can talk about the overthrow of democracy another time, Oz, okay? <laughs> Tonight, today yeah. we talk comics. So somebody that comes from a little bit of Central American heritage, we are pussies when it comes to overthrowing the government. Hey, listen, listen, let's not oh, do it. Oh, I, I we're doing it. It's happening already. Go ahead, no, it's not, but I definitely want to get into that. Uh, <laughs> uh, For the Patreon. on review uh, called The Immortal Warrior. And it basically talks about, like, part of it is 
about Brazil when they were like first uh, colonized, how they got the shit kicked out of them. Yeah. Look, for the Patreon, we'll get into politics. <laughs> Is that what we'll do? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Sign me up for that one. Yeah. It could be it could be me and Oz head to head. That would be the only fans. Oh, <laughs> damn it, Oz. Please put your penis away. Please. Oh, no, Oz. No! Never mind. Oh, jeez. I don't even want to do You see it. what happens when you don't keep this show on track? Hey, hey look, I look. I, the only person I blame is myself at this point. So it's okay. It's okay. Let's go. Let's go. Let's talk about Arch Enemy. Let's talk about right, Arch Enemy. Hold on. Where's the review music? Where's the review music? Comic book theater. I, I, <laughs> I really go ahead. So before Jack. we get into this, a uh, couple of things from Cricks. <laughs> okay, go uh, ahead. Wants to know what's your take on the movie Soul? Did anybody else here see Soul? I haven't seen it. Before. No, I haven't seen it. Okay, I haven't seen it. Not interested. Damn. Wow, that's fair. Jay, you didn't watch Soul? No. No, I didn't. That's fair. I, I liked it. I don't watch cartoons. I like That's fair. I'm a grown man. I like Solo. I, I, I like <laughs> whatever. <laughs> you listen. As I have listen. my toys you're, back here. <laughs> all I'm saying is your 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 friggin' uh avatar from uh Animal Crossing told me different. <laughs> told me you're not a grown ass man. <laughs> and I was like, no, nah, I mean, he's pretty grown. He's like, yeah, he's grown, but not grown ass. And I was like, I don't know what that means, but okay. We we came to a compromise. <laughs> we we've decided you're grown, Mo, but not grown ass. Your your ass is young. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I actually like Soul, even though I mean, you know, I know there is a it's so crazy, because uh, there is some controversy in regards to <sighs> There is controversy in regards to Soul only because it's like, um, you know, people are talking about how when you have uh, African-American leads in a lot of these animated films and how they decide to, like, turn them into something else during the course of the movie, um, which, are you still, know... That, are people still whining about that? I mean, why, why would you call it whining when it's like... It, you said it like, well, there's a... a a movie with an African American lead that comes out every year, and all the other ones had them as regular black people, but these few have them turned into something else. When yeah, right. it's the, it's the reality is, we only get some every few years, and it turns out every time we get an African American lead, they're like, "Well, we should make them a frog, or a ghost, or whatever else we can think of other than black." So I'm just saying, it's like that was- I, I get it. That was my beef with Coco, also. But Coco wasn't that, though. Yeah, he turned into a ghost. But he was a ghost that looked just like... Didn't the ghost look just like him, alive? Is that not what happened in Soul? No. No. He, he looked like Casper. 
Right. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like well, look, if, that, if look, you're a ghost, it happened to a white guy. If you're go, if you're a, if you're a ghost, but you look just like how you would look in real life, except that you have like you know maybe you're like see through. That's one thing. And don't get me wrong, like Coco, I love like Coco. Coco wasn't a ghost, by the way. That was the thing. He was still alive, so he wasn't supposed to be there. That's the true. actual dead people were all skeletons. That's true. Uh. And that, Coco's an amazing movie, and I, and, I don't like and Soul, huh? I don't like Coco. Oh, okay. So Soul was an amazing movie too. I personally think. However, I understand the the criticism, and it I can't really defend it because I will say that you know through the the majority of well no through half the movie he looks like I guess like how he's supposed to look. Provided that you're talking about an animated black person, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but but at the same time, the other half of the movie, he is not a black person. He's like a little like ghost or ethereal caricature. So, you know, I get it, but I did like it. So, uh, do the white people in it look like that? I mean, everybody looks like a ghost that... No, no, no. Like, See, now you're doing all that All Lives Matter thing. Do the white people look like ghosts? Well, with the story is not about the white people. So there's no white people in it? No, there's white people in it, but none of the white people die oh, okay. to look like something they don't look like. And and the, the black person that's in it, which is the lead, at a particular point doesn't like at certain points does not look like himself and so it's unfortunate so anyway but yeah but i liked it is the long and the short of it arch enemy oz why don't you talk to us about what arch enemy is about it is a it's a it's a comic book movie that's not based on a comic book mm -hmm. and it's done so well that i actually found myself like making sure wait is, is this not like is it really not based on a comic but no it's a it's a little independent i guess crowd is it crowdfunded legion what, what are they legion m yeah yeah, legion, yeah. I, I think they're like crowdfunded or, or something like that it, it's some weird little independent uh movie production that was able to make what kind of feels like it could have been a big budget movie on like mm -hmm. no money, like their whole budget went into into Manganello or whatever. <laughs> but it still, it, it looks really well done, and I personally found it entertaining. Uh, it's uh, it's flashbacks because they're trying to save on on effects budgets are actually done in a comic book style, so. You know, when 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 a character narrates something that happened in the past in the in an alternate dimension where superheroes exist, that's all drawn and pretty good, actually. Like it's not it's not like a like a, a Jim Lee or anything like that, but it works really well for this movie, the way it's done. It's definitely stylized. Yeah. Mm -hmm. it, I mean, look, they're they're saving they're saving money on the budget. Right. Uh, a lot of the things that that they mention about this this uh, world with superheroes, like just sounds a little further out there than I'm actually used to in comics. But that's not the point. 
you know, the the movie itself is is an interesting is an interesting story. And you all watched it. Real quick, Crick says Legion M is a fan investor company. Mm-hmm. And Manganello does a lot of D and D shit with Legion M. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, and that then that is important in the sense that Legion M. I mean, it is. It, you're right, Oz, in the sense that it is crowdfunded, but Legion M is almost like, okay, we're fans of of the culture of like geek culture, and so we're gonna fund the type of projects that we want to see. And it's so, like you a, know, like a geek and sundry, but it's like here, you pay for this shit. Kind of, sort of, yeah. yeah, yeah. It is like that. That is true, Momo. That is, yeah, that works. <laughs> yeah. Right. But at the same time, it's like, I mean, it's not like they're like, you pay for it, like, give us two hundred dollars. It's like, you know, like we would like, we think this is something that's worthwhile. If you feel the same way, invest, and you give what you want. So it is crowdfunded, but it is kind of like. A particular audience they actually know? what it is you know what what happens too is there's a uh there's a, a legality uh, uh legal logistical issue that comes into play for example like on a kickstarter you can't get an executive credit or a producer credit on kickstarter but the way they do it you can you know and i, I think there's probably a contract thing where you can't get like points on the back end you know when you're talking turkey we're talking lettuce um but with you know but you get your name in as like a producer because you're an investor you know i i don't know what type of return on investment they guarantee or anything there's no i don't know if there's any equity in it that that's where i'm like a little muddy there's a comic book company that's doing that too and they reached out to me and said hey you want to be a part of this you can start getting this much back at this much in we're telling you before we actually launch you know uh really to the like, they're like, they're like, like dividends? yeah yeah at a certain and they're like you just need to give this much now before we actually launch this little like fan-owned campaign thing and we'll lock you in on mm-hmm. this and uh, uh you know I, yeah, here we are I, look yeah. I'm like, there's no, look, you said no words until here we are. You're yeah. Like, yeah. Well, you know, does that mean like, does that mean like you, that means you, you think you like you invested and you think other people should invest? Or does that mean like, oh, well, I, I thought about investing, but then it seemed like some BS? Like, what does that mean? Look, I'm not a reader. Oh, you don't, oh, uh-huh. I'm not a reader. So I pay somebody smarter to read for me. And they haven't okay, told me what okay. they read yet. So, <laughs> mm, got it. I got yeah. you. Okay. Like, you know, I, uh, look, look, I, uh, look, Mo, I, I, Mo, when your reader gets back to you, let us know, man. Let yeah. us know if we need to put down a little cheddar. You know what I'm saying? There. Look, it's better if you don't because, you know, I still want to hide from the IRS. So, <laughs> got it. Chris says Legion M also did Jay and Salem Bob reboot. Well, I didn't realize that. Yeah. I thought Kevin Smith did that because he talked about. Going around selling it. Yeah, well, he sold it through Legion M. And then, <laughs> yeah, she brought up Mandy. They did Mandy, and they did another one that I liked that I talked about on the show called Colossal. That was actually pretty good. Listen, 
I know that that Nia and I one year at Comic Con went to a Legion M party. I'm pretty sure that was Comic Con. Felt like Comic Con, and it was a good time, man. Like the party was amazing. That's where all but the it investor was so funny money went. Because... Say what? That's where all the investor money went. Oh, I guess I don't listen. I don't know. I'm not here to tell. I'm not trying to put Legion M out there or anything. What I'm saying is. Legion M threw an amazing party. The funny part, though, was that um, Dante, a- aka Rufio, you know, you Rufio from yeah. from Hook, Dante, which you know, amazing dude, cool ass person, kick ass poet, like you know, he he actually started one of the premier spoken word spots out here in Los Angeles, and. He was the DJ for that night. And when I tell you, like, you know, there was, of course, you know, it's like he was like the, like the featured DJ. And, you know, there were people that came on before him, and the party was amazing. The DJs were kicking ass. And then Dante came on, and I think he literally went by DJ Rufio, I think. He definitely had, like, the Rufio, like, headgear thing going on while he was spinning. And man, he was so terrible. Oh my god, so bad. <laughs> no, so bad. What makes a good DJ? Well, I mean, first of all, what I mean, if you're talking about what makes a good DJ, in my mind, at the very least, it's like the difference between listening to music and listening to a DJ spin is mixes, right? And I'm not saying mixes have to be like extravagant because some DJs can do all types of things in between songs and mix songs together and play two songs at the same time. And it's like, they're literally making mashups, whether that be digital or on records. Don't get me wrong. I have my own opinions about all that, but I'm not talking about that right now. I'm just talking about like the actual act of it, whether you did it digitally or physically, is what I'm talking about. That's what, in my mind, makes a good DJ because you you play the songs you think people want to hear, and you do it in an interesting way that feels seamless. That's what a good DJ is. DJ Rufio felt on all those levels. He didn't play the right music. He didn't play it in in a way that was interesting. He didn't play it seamlessly. It was just like, oh man, like is he okay? He put he just put his iPod on shuffle. No, that would have been better. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's what I'm saying. Like iPod on shuffle would have ended one song in a clean way and then started a new song in a clean way. And that's not what happened in this joint. I was like, oh dude, I, I mean, it was messed up. I was very, I was very dismayed because I'm just saying, like, like I said. Like, Dante is somebody that, like, I can't say that I I know him personally, because I don't, but he's somebody that I'm familiar with, and, like, you know, he's, like, friends of of friends, you know what I'm saying? Like, somebody who, who, like, I've met him personally. Uh, I don't know if he would know who I was or whatever, or anything like that, but he's a talented guy, and I know that. And in my mind, I'm like, dude, this guy's like, not only, like, in the same way where you're like, okay, the guy can act and he can he can write poetry 
like he has all these artistic skills that in my mind I'm like, oh well, look, if you tell me, well, hey, you know who DJ is, in my mind, I'm like, well, damn, he's probably good at that too. And I would be wrong. He uh, like he was so bad. He was so bad. And you know me. I'm not the person to just be like dumping on people. But it's like <laughs> if you're bad, I can't I there's there was no way for me to be like, well, he's good in this sense. But no, I can't even do that. He was terrible. Terrible. And I was just like, damn. Like, this fool messed around and messed the party up. Like, people <laughs> left. No, he didn't. I said the party was good. And then he started DJing, and the party became bad. <laughs> and, that's, and that's the long and the short of it. Luckily, they, you know, they kept him to the end. And I don't know if they knew. You know, because it's one of those things where... It's one thing if like and understanding that, you know, in my mind, I'm like, okay. Like, I've been to plenty of parties with like a featured DJ. If you're talking about like Lil John or like Quest Love, you're like, well, guess what? We're not gonna put them on until Paris like Hilton? No, listen, did, wait, did I say Paris Hilton? No, I'm asking, no. did you ever see her get to DJ? Listen, no. Why am I? Why would I put Paris Hilton in the same category as Lil John and Questlove? I'm talking about good DJs. I mean, they're all just playing music, right? It's not like they're playing an instrument. Hey, well, see, see. Oh, first off, Questlove does play. No, I know he no. does play, but you're not you're not hiring no. him to drum at your club. Listen, listen. This is the this is Moses's like brothers. I'm asking a question. No, you're not asking a question. I, I heard. You, you made a statement. You said it's not, it's not like you're asking to play an instrument in the club. That's not, that's not a question. I said, is it? I ended with, is it? No, 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 no. It's still not a question. Even when you put is it at the end, that's that old condescending ass BS stuff. Actually, where the, we have. You know, you know hip hop's not real music because people are just talking. I agree. Hey, is we it? have. Uh, exactly. See, see, <laughs> that's how you know you're wrong because Oz agree with you. Uh, modern day. <laughs> Don't don't try to tell me Gucci Gang is is a is a hip hop song, uh, but we do have a we do have a, we do have a DJ expert in chat. The Who's that? Uh, the the one and only Tiger Claw. Listen, no, Tiger Claw knows about about friggin. She knows about good DJing since she listens to one every week. It's about the vibe. You have not lived yeah. until you raved the Tiger Claw. Yeah. Listen, I, I, I'm not for the weekend. I'll be honest. I, I follow him on Twitter. Yeah. And follow, every, you follow Tiger Claw? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. I follow him on Twitter, and every time he like tweets about a random track, like you should check out, mm-hmm. it's always fire. Okay, listen. I'm not saying Tiger Claw doesn't know good DJs. I I'm believe you said that earlier. No, we did not say that. again. Where I did not say that earlier. What I'm saying is, Tiger Claw, Tiger Claw knows about DJs in a particular genre of music. That's different than DJs across the board. No, but like DJing in a party, like aren't you supposed to know? Like, okay, you can go from Thriller and then to like Shot to the Heart to like Bon Jovi. Like every like seven, eight minutes, you could throw a Bon Jovi lick or a Michael Jackson lick, like. That's no, what it I, takes I, to I, DJ a party. I would agree with you. However, what I'm saying is, I'm not certain all the DJs that Tiger Claw is talking about are those kind of DJs. Because, like, Tiger Claw likes electronic music. Yeah. And I'm not, 
And I'm not saying that electronic music, like electronic music is fantastic. I personally enjoy electronic music. However, like the what you were just talking about, Moses, like I feel like I enjoy electronic the, music too. I, I agree, but what I'm saying ninety percent of the electronic DJs that you that 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 are out there, like like ninety percent of the ones that are worth their weight aren't doing what you just talked about. Now, Quest Love can do that. Quest Love can play an entire DJ set and play no hip hop and it'd be fire. Which is who I was talking about. Like Quest Love can te- like look at an audience. So what you're saying and decide is... uh-huh. Sorry, no, go finish your thought and then I'll... I was say he, he Quest Love can look at an audience like think about what the vibe might be and tailor a DJ set to the vibe. You know what I'm saying? I don't know that most of the people that Tiger Claw is talking about or listening to could could do that. And it's not to say any... That's not a, a so, knock on Tiger Claw or his music. That's just saying that, you know, it's a niche. It's a different niche. So what you're saying is that Dante Bosco didn't play enough Bon Jovi. What I'm saying is da- Dante... Not only didn't play the music that people wanted to hear, but even when he played the music they wanted to hear, he did it so poorly that they it made left. them not want to hear it. <laughs> they had already left. <laughs> they were just like, you know what? We should go listen to this in the car. <laughs> should have known his audience. You're at comic con, you bust out right. the music. He knows the audience, and that's the thing. Like, it's not. It was something about the skill. Like, Legion. It's not Legion M's fault, is what I'm saying. Legion M put on an amazing party, and what I'm saying is, what I was trying to say was, if you're talking about Lil John or Quest Love, you hold those guys to one o'clock because you're like, well, guess what? We want these people to stay all night. Legion M, I feel like did that with Dante. But I think they did it because they understood that maybe he wasn't that good, and they were like, "Well, they're all everyone's gonna leave when he starts." So we should. Uh, Crick says Dante played what he wanted, much like GoBots. It or shit. Damn, damn! I feel like that's a little bit harsh on GoBots. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, GoBots have their GoBots have their merits. I just started never- watching that again. No, you didn't, Jay. You started watching GoBots recently? Mm-hmm. Are you watching that instead of Transformers Earthrise on Netflix? Oh, you didn't tell me it came out. Oh, uh, see. No, no, listen. Listen. No, 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 no. Uh, listen. I'm, look, this is me sipping my tea. <laughs> okay. I'll watch it on the 15th. Okay. Why on the 15th? That's when the unemployment okay. check comes in. Okay. Netflix again, so I could watch the series finale of Carmen San Diego. <laughs> Carmen's that good, dude. Carmen San Diego is amazing. Okay, do they find her in the season finale, or is that like a cliffhanger? <laughs> again, I think we know do where she is. Find her as as the uh, like well, once they find her, what then what? Like, does she? They basically they, they flipped it. Um, it's basically like she grew up in a criminal organization. Uh, she changed her mind, and now she basically just goes around uh, stealing stuff before they can steal it. And uh, 
She's like yeah, Indiana Jones. Say again? She's like Indiana Jones. Right. Okay. But, I, yeah. thought was, I thought it was actually based on the real crime in San Diego, but it's it's no, they still do the globe crime though with the random facts about wherever they are. What does that even mean when he says the real Carmen San Diego, like she's a historical figure? Like, what are you talking about? Well, uh, based on the act on the game, I mean, I'm, I'm not saying that in 1882, like, you know, he, he said Carmen San Diego, which is DB Cooper. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like, hey, they messed that legend up. <laughs> Loki's DB Cooper, I guess, huh? That's it. Hey, so all this to say, like, how many stars do we give Arch Enemy? I'm trying to bring it back. I'm trying to bring it back to the topic. (laughs) So, listen, I I feel like you haven't talked about what the story of Arch Enemy is actually about. Whose fault is that, Larry? Uh, Dante? (laughs) (laughs) That's what I'm going with. Dante, Damn you, Dante, with your terrible DJ skills and Look, your amazing poetry. That's the How title. Of this, that's the title of this episode. Damn you, Dante Bosco. <laughs> Damn you, Dante Bosco. The, the alliteration yeah, itself. Or else other Dantes will be like, what the fuck? <laughs> he was awesome as Zuko, though. Wait, what? He was awesome as Zuko. Who? Dante Bosco. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Thank you. Look, that took me a minute. I forgot. Yes. He, he look, he's super talented. No, no, look, by no like I'm a fan of his. Like, I remember being a kid watching Hook and being like, I don't think I would who cares about Peter Pan? I wanna be Rufio. Really? You know what I'm saying? Hook and I, I was like, who the fuck is this guy? Why is he why is he crapping all over all over the genie? Uh Oh jeez. Well, look, we see where your loyalties. Are. I just wanted to eat that big ass cheese that was at the table. <laughs> right, look, you look, their food looked awesome. I agree with you 100% on that. But anyway, what I'm saying is like this dude go, was like a hero for me as a child, then it turned out that he became an even bigger hero for me as an adult, and he's a cool ass dude and he's multi-talented whether he acts or writes poetry or I mean or voice voice acts, whatever he's doing, it's amazing, and that's why I was dismayed when I came to find out that he's not a good DJ. And, look, I believe that Dante, as a person, as an individual, probably has enough integrity to kind of be like, you know what? I'm not a great DJ. Like, I, I don't know. Like, it would not it would not shock look, me he's to not find gonna out. Do that. He's not going to do that. It would not shock me to find out that he has not done a DJ set, a DJ set since Legion M. I don't look. It might have been one of those things where he was like, "Hey, I tried it, and I was thinking that I could do it, but it turned out I was wrong." I can like, see you know, Joe searching fun. already. I can see Joe's clicking. When was the last time that Dante Bosco DJed on Google? Like that's that look on Joe's face right there. <laughs> He's like, "The edibles are just about kicking in. The edibles are just cooking in right now." Look at his face. Yeah. Or, or here's the other part. Wouldn't surprise me if it turned out that he was like, "Damn, I tried it, and it turned out I wasn't good, and so I rededicated myself to become a better DJ, and now he is good." That could happen too, because like the dude is talented enough. Like I don't feel like he doesn't know music well enough to be a DJ, but he sucked that night. 
is all I'm saying. That night he was terrible. And I'm pretty sure that anybody that was there would back me up on that. Like the only people I know of that were act that that I know that was there was um um man that's Jennifer fucked Zang. up. That's what? fucked up. Like Crix was there too. Like you talking about like I I wasn't there at Crix. Did she say she was he was there? Did she described the there? whole night the same way you did in chat. Well that well Crix was there. That's fucked and up. And Crix knows that it was bad too. Wait, wait, I didn't wait a minute. I you said it like I left her out, but I didn't even get to talk. Yeah, I should have left I, I should I should have waited until you left her out. I'm sorry. You should have. And I probably would have if you had given me the opportunity, but you didn't, so now you're wrong. <laughs> so how many stars do we give uh Joe Manganello plays plays Max Fist? Uh, you guys may know him from the He-Man comics. That that's Goes his, around that, fisting, that, fisting bad guys left and right. That's my porn star name. <laughs> <laughs> Look, that fits so well. Yeah, no. it fits, <laughs> I don't know from personal. It fits so well. <laughs> this, the, the, and this is all introduced in like the first, it, what five minutes? Uh, it, essentially, he was the, the Superman of of his dimension planet whatever you want to call it and he had his Lex Luthor and in a in a fight where the 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 entire universe all life would be uh destroyed with this one machine that that this Lex Luthor type character created in a in a fight to be between the two characters the machine gets damaged. It, it opens a rift in between dimensions, and he ends up on our world, basically, where he's lost his superpowers and kind of his sanity too. Uh, and he's he's basically like a, a, just a homeless dude, alcoholic guy. Mm-hmm. And but you 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 find out that even even though he's like. He's drinking constantly. It's not as strong as like as his dimensions whiskey or whatever. So he's like like it takes a lot to to really fuck him up. I I, I don't know. I don't I don't know what's happening. But as this homeless dude, he he tells this story to an up and coming reporter or a podcaster. I I don't know what the, it, like he tries. To, I, 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 think he, I think he wants to join BuzzFeed or, or something and. Uh, a streetwise kid from the hood, and they become homies, and and so Max. See, I hate, how he, I hate uh, how he did his hands. Uh, like, character? you got say, say that again, Jay. Is that what you got from that character? That he exactly. was look. That's what you got from. That's what Oz got because Oz is not. Actually, <laughs> his sister would be the the streetwise tough uh, of the movie. The urban youth. Yeah, the, the urban youth trying to trying to trying to come up and get the cheddar, the lettuce from from the. You got, do your hands again, Otto. Do your hands again. My hands are holding a beer. Oh well, you look. You can have a beer in one hand and then be racist in the other. You can look. Do it. Go. I was trying to get. I was trying to have either like a forty, a cobra, or magnum for this because oh, we got we got to get into this. Jeez. I gotta get oh, I gotta get loose. Or a cobra or a magnum. I can't the find the Mickey's. I'm sorry, Lawrence. I can't find the Mickey's. <laughs> Look, I need you to have the Schlitz malt liquor. 
So he starts to tell this story to to a kid who's trying to be a reporter, and uh, it, it's an interesting story. Like, it, it, dude, if this story was a comic, I'd read it. And so the kid starts to kind of uh, take what he hears from from this guy and really spin it. It like he does a great job of taking like, random words spilled out by this drunken alcoholic. And making like an interesting character and story, and just just the way he presents that story is is great. Like he should be writing comic books uh, instead of you know YouTube or whatever nonsense he's doing. And so the the move throughout the movie, the the thing is you don't know if if this guy is actually telling the truth or he really is the hero. Unless you actually pay attention, because you, he's wearing like a super suit underneath his homeless clothes, and I don't know why. A, a lot of the people that that I talked to that saw it didn't see that. Like they they still like until you get to the end where they kind of do tell you what's happening. They they weren't sure what was up with this guy. I'm a weirdo, and I look at people's shoes. Yeah, and yeah, look, yeah. It, from the beginning, yeah. like I saw his shoes, and I'm like, oh shit, he's got a superhero outfit under it. Because uh, I, I judge people not by the content of the character, but by their shoes. No, look, <laughs> no, Larry, 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 look, Larry, Larry, no, don't, don't laugh. This don't is, laugh. This is the thing. Like, because whenever I uh, train people on how to interview people to like give them a job, it's like look at their shoes. That'll tell you everything. They, they got dress shoes that are too clean, and white socks. You're gonna have a problem. I I used to because I because I grew up, I grew up poor. I used to always be angry at the kids that pretended to be poor. And the way you could tell that they were pretending to be poor is I was wearing shoes that were unidentifiable. Yeah. They were wearing Doc Martens. Yeah, like those those kids were not poor if they're wearing brand new Doc Martens. Not like oh they found yeah. these in the street and there's holes in them. They those were some nice looking. Shoes like they, they they get a new pair every year, and they're '90s Doc Martens, so they were expensive, like under forty bucks in the '90s. No, they were hundred and something. Yeah, easy. Yeah, hundred and forty bucks. Why? Why are people uh, just like, like punk rockers and shit, like gutter punks? Oh, I'm not as familiar with that as a child. They they try they try to look like they're poor and homeless, but. They're not. They usually have more money than you. Now, the thing about those Doc Martin boots is that they, like, I still have my, uh, well, no, my brother has them now. But the Doc Martin boots that I used in that. So, here's the thing. The Doc Martin boots he used in high school are the ones I used in high school. And then, once I graduated, he took them back. So, it's the same pair. And I think the actual company repaired them, like, four times already. <laughs> So we, it's a hundred dollar, hundred forty dollar investment back in like nineteen ninety two, that he's still using now. Wow, yeah, that's crazy. So it's a lifetime. Like you know, if you're really poor, yeah, you spent for hundred forty bucks in twenty years. Yeah, like that's that's a good deal. That's being frugal. But you know those that guys, is a good those guys with the neon hair that Oz is mad about, we didn't think like that. Yeah. These these kids were not they, those those weren't hand me down Doc Martens. I think Emily just got rid of her Doc Martens. I think like five years ago, and she had them since like junior high. So Jay, what did you think of Arch Enemy? Wait, are we gonna rate the Doc Martens? 
No, we are definitely um, not reading the Dark Martins. It was pretty low budget. Okay. Like, that comes across like, yeah, it's, you know, there's one scene where it's a fight scene and you're doing all this cool shit, but it's in slow motion because they can't actually afford to do the stunts. So that was like, it's weird because it kind of just brings attention to it. The fact that it is like so low budget. Mm-hmm. And as far as the story, it was pretty standard. So, yeah, it felt standard to me. Um, fine enough. Okay, that's fair. Moses Magnum, how did you feel about it? Uh, so, <clears throat> I, I kind of agree with Joe. It was low budget. It shows that it's low budget. I think that most of the cr- crowdfunding, I mean, you, you crowdfunded a movie with Joe Mangamanolo, and uh, that, like... You get what you pay for, you know. Uh, you it, you know you got you got Glenn Howerton in it. I love Glenn Howerton. He was great in it. The, the performances in here were good from the people where they actually spent the money on. Uh, the people they didn't spend the money on, it's like oh, yeah. So you got this weird dichotomy where Paul Shear is amazing. Like I think Paul right. Shear, <laughs> I love Paul Shear. You know Paul Shear is Larry. You love Disney, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I know exactly from the six one six thing. That's where you know him from, right? Larry? Wait from. I don't know. I, yeah. I don't know him from the six one six thing. Where do you know Paul Shear from? Like, I feel like this fool's in like a whole bunch of comedies. Oh, so you never saw his comedy or his own TV show? Okay, yeah. What's his wait? What's his own TV show? The League. I'm sure. Know. Look, I know you talked that. about the League on Gekin. I know you talked about the League on Gekin. You are you are hilarious. Yeah. I like look. I I don't so, know. What, I don't know whether I talked yeah. about the League. Look, or not. Cricks, Cricks is a big fan of the league. You're probably right. I know. I don't I'm, know. Look, I was I was there when you talked about it. You you were there when we talked about the league on Gekin. No, no. Well, you and Cricks talked about the league, and I, I was in the back seat. <laughs> look at listen. I feel like Mo, you were on Gekin, right? I was no. You did a show there, and I was chilling in the back playing with a Chihuahua. You didn't come on the show? I don't think so. I feel like you were at least on one episode of Gekin, but I could be wrong. No, I don't think I was, but I, I, I was playing with a chihuahua. With a little... I didn't even saw the studio. Yeah. Well, Oz, I mean, at the time, I feel like you were like doing some no. kind of crazy work. No, I, I lived in LA at the time. I was a bartender. I'm not saying that you didn't live in LA, <laughs> but listen, wait, wait, like you were the bartender of your own place, right? No, no, not yet. Well, I was a I at a club at that point. What club? Like, are I, you I, I literally just worked New Wave Bar. Yeah, oh my God. Oh, like public, like we didn't Public Enemy play there. What, did I go there? Yeah, <laughs> you went there to one of his birthdays. Wait, which birthday? Wait. Which birthday were we at? You're at the club that you were a bartender, Oz. I don't know what I look. I was there for like six years. Pick one. His thirty fifth. Jay, were you there? No, I wasn't. I wasn't either, but what? I remember not going. Oh, you go boy? 
Oh, you go Bungo played there. Well, you know, except for wait, the- wait. So I was the only one there. Yeah. Well, listen. I feel I feel much better about my position then. I don't I don't know what's happening, but I think that I'm in the right. <laughs> I think Quick's there that, too. That feels that feels right about like to, in today, like in this day in America, that feels right. I don't know what's happening, but I feel in the right, and so whatever. Uh, anyway. Joe Maganello did what now? Uh, yeah, what I was saying, uh, look, the, the people that they, uh, <laughs> the people that they actually spent the crowdfunding money on, like, did a good, great job. Glenn Howerton was great. Paul Shear was great. Uh, uh, Magna Manolo was great. And, did I, uh, did I gonna give no, no, uh, no props to oh boy to uh to to Skylin Brooks? That's the dude with the fiction tattoo on his face. Sure. Yes. He look. I like his character, and he did an okay. okay job. Like I, I think, I think with a better, I, a I think with a better script, I, the, the, where the script, yeah, where, that's that's I, I think where where because I, I was actually debating this, and I was trying to tell Emily because she she hates it when we watch movies for the show because I talk through it because I'm I'm getting my, you know, I'm taking notes. I do it audibly. So today she just yeah. played. Uh, she just played. Animal Crossing while I was watching it. So then when I told her, I'm like, you know what? This kid might be good, but with a better, not even a better script, but better dialogue given to him, it would be good. Because it was him and his sister talking, and I'm like, they kind of have chemistry. Right. It's, it's, it's not there, but but she's good. But then when she does yeah. the script with him, it's not. And when I was saying that, Emily just lovingly rolled her eyes at me. And then uh, it, it just... You know, so I, I think with a, a tweaking of the script, I think uh, would have helped this movie a little bit because I actually like the story. Uh, the low budget aspect of it kind of, I think it's a benefit because it, even in the way it looks, the film grain, the, the 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 end credit scene, and and even cutting to the motion comic thing, it just mm-hmm. works. It it, it works. I, I, it it reminds me of like an '80s movie, you know, and uh, the synth wave like. Um, soundtrack too, like the, the the music was good, like so. It, you know, there was a little, there was a little money given to it, and uh, they they made it work with it. But yeah, it, the performances could have uh, three out of five on performances. The movie as a whole, I think uh, a good uh, three and a half, four. I I, I was happy to see uh, Magda Manolo like not um not a. Uh, rely on his looks to act and perform so right it, it was like right. that showed some range in him so he, he probably was willing to do that for free yeah yeah that was his audition tape for deathstroke <laughs> for death like, and, deathstroke? and here's the thing like I, he did better here than he did in as deathstroke oh he, he was got like five seconds of deathstroke yeah but in those five seconds i was like i mean he looks good but he doesn't sound good like his voice here was more grizzled and more like a a, a powered character or a character that can go head to te- head to head with like a a, a a a superhero or villain yeah he's the the deathstroke from the snyder friggin really yeah you saw oh, the, wait so he was in the cut. No, I just in the after credit scene. I'm, I'm, I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just saying, like, but he had like that full white beard, right? Yeah, 
Well, he had like a goatee, you know, yeah. white. or the white goatee. That's he, what, didn't that's have, what, he didn't have the homeless beard. He had an arch. Oh no, no, right, right. But I, but in this, he had like the like salt and pepper homeless beard. Yeah, but like that, he, he had yeah. the huh? It was like yeah, Matt more. But in, in as Deathstroke, he had the full like right, white goatee. Right? Characters, I don't, I don't understand. I don't know why you're confused. Yeah, I'm not confused. I'm just asking, like, so is that like? You notice like, he didn't have an eye patch, also. As he Max didn't have it. No, I, listen, I'm not confused. I'm asking the question, and well, you all are. Look, you all aren't listening. You're not answering the question I'm asking. You sound like me asking about electronic music, huh? You sound like me asking about electronic music. You know what? No, I, no, I don't feel like you asking about electronic music. I get it. Lawrence is is the Marvel guy. I said Max Fist. He thought I said Mephisto, probably. Asking simple questions that you all are trying to answer before I finish asking the question, which is so is that in, in is that makeup or, or is that a real white goatee as Deathstroke? <laughs> it's movie magic, Larry. I'm asking, <laughs> like, what wait, so he doesn't have a full head of white hair and full head of white beard. Uh, I don't know. I don't know how old well, he is. Look, I'll tell. No, he's he's young. He's like he's like ten years younger than Sofia Vergara. I don't know how old Sofia Vergara is. Look, why don't you just tell me his actual age? He's actually he's like he's like what forty? Forty-four. Forty-four. All right. Okay, so, yeah. so that might be a full white goatee. No, it's not. Okay, I'm just saying. Some people go white early. Yeah, but he doesn't. Okay. Like so, he, what so, he what you see here is what he really has because in the industry, Larry, we work with what we get. We have a, a oh, sorry, in the industry they work. They they got so, so, he, he he grows the salt and pepper because he's in that age. So they that's how they made him look homeless. It looks more natural because that's what he got. So so he actually does have salt and pepper in our enemy. That's, that's his real yeah, hair. That's his that, real that's hair. Why, that's why they had to throw in that line to explain why he looks so old. Yeah. What was the line they they threw in? That oh this dirty God. air and atmosphere ages them fifteen years. Oh, so you're saying that his natural look makes him look older than he actually is in the story? Well, in the comic book art of the movie, he looked like a kid. Like I look old compared to him. So, I mean. They, okay, they had to I explain mean, you know, it, like why he looks at it. It's not real life. Yeah, but they do do the cutaways too, where they show him like superimposed with the magenta and blue color, as foreshadowing at the beginning. Okay, like, which was totally Larry, promoted. This did, shit, did you watch though. this movie, Larry? I watched the movie. Like they show him, like are. they actually use like CGI to make him look young. Like he looked exactly like he looked in Spider Man One. Uh, was he in Spider Man One? <laughs> he was in Magic Mike, also. Yeah, I, I know he was in Magic Mike. Oh, of course you do. I, yeah. I, no, I, no, I, I, I've never seen Magic Mike, but yeah. I, I saw oh, me neither. Yeah, me neither. I thought he was an amazing Spider Man. He wasn't an amazing Spider Man. No, he was in Spider Man One. Sam Raimi. He was Flash Thompson in that slow motion where Peter's like. Like that fist that went like that. Oh, the fist. Yeah. Oh, that's him? That's him. Yeah, that's Max Fist. <laughs> Max Fist. 
that's the Max Fist that he dodged. He was like, that's, yeah. the, that's the origin story. Yeah, he still has that scar. <laughs> that's it. Oh, I didn't like, even realize. My bad. Yeah, my bad. And he wasn't so too okay. But like, I love how you all talk about Spider-Man One. Like it wasn't like twenty years ago, right? That was like twenty years ago, right? Hey, we all remembered, including Joe, right, Joe? I'm not saying I'm not saying that y'all didn't remember. I'm saying yeah. was it 20 years ago? It doesn't uh, have to be because when Homecoming came out, uh, what does that mean? It doesn't have to be. When did the movie come out? Because because when Homecoming came out, when did when did Spider-Man one come out? The Flash's comparison. I'm asking about Spider-Man one. When did that come out? I'm actually you're, you're about Spider-Man one. I'm telling you about our show that you claim to be on and yet don't know of. You know more about time at Geico than you do of the 30 years you've been doing this show. Jay, I need you to look up when Spider-Man 1 came out. It came out in 2001. I'm pretty sure it's 2001, 2002. Yeah, it came out 2001. Everyone was still butthurt from the towers getting... uh, Yeah. Right, okay. Yeah, it's 2001. It was 20 years ago. I mean, Tobey Maguire is is still Spider-Man. To this day, so. I don't, listen. What I'm saying is, I you don't don't mess around and talk to me about not remembering that Joe Maganello. Ma, I'm sorry. What did Crick say? Matt Manganello yeah. was no. Flash Thompson 20 years ago. I, listen, I, I I look. Does Joe Mag does Joe Maganello know that he was Flash Thompson 20 years ago? Oh, he knows. Oh, he knows. Okay. I actually, I actually credit him with the um, the miscegenation of Flash Thompson in the MCU. The miscegenation. Because <laughs> he was like a swarthy Flash Thompson. Like he didn't look like Flash Thompson as it is. Like he was a, that. That looked more like like Flash. Right. Magda Manoli. Yeah, like a Flash not, with a last name. Irish Flash Thompson. Right. Exactly. And then now we got Indian. It would okay. just... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> they, 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 they got you. Yeah. How dare you? How and they're like, you know Flash what? Thompson. We don't even need a redhead. We look. We got rid of redhead Flash Thompson. You know what? There's a there's a demographic we can like get rid of. Ginger. We get rid of Mary I, Jane I, too. I've been, about that. I've been talking about that for years. Like I, God. like we're boring. All the there. redheads. Hollywood hates redheads for some reason, except for that guy that's a singer too. I forget his name right now. He looks like a little elf troll. How can you say Hollywood hates redheads? There's like plenty of redheads all because they always get they, they always turn them into something else. Yeah. Look at, to this day, look at the Batman. The Batman what movie? The Batman. That's what it's called. The Batman. Which Gordon. movie? The one that's coming out, Jeff, Gor- <laughs> Jeff Gordon. You <laughs> the one that have not come out yet. Is that the movie you're talking about? Yeah, yeah because they've already cast it and shot it, and James Gordon oh. is 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 not a redhead. Wait, so so your your example of ginger people being disenfranchised is a movie that has not yet released. Well, no, it's a, that's the latest example. Yeah, because if I look, if I come if I come up with Mary Jane, that's more than six months old, you get all upset talking about all. Oh, that's twenty years ago. Let's talk about it. 
Mary, I've Mary about Jane. On this show. I've you talked have? Yeah, Mary Jane, Flash Thompson. Flash Thompson is not redhead. Yeah, he is. No, he's not. Oh, well, he's a strawberry brown. No, no, he's Mary, not. What Mary is, Jane is a Mary Jane was a redhead for every movie except for this last one, right? Like uh, I movie. No. We're talking about comics. comics? No, we're not like, talking about Mary comics. Mary Jane has never not been a redhead yeah. in a comic. And Flash Thompson right. has never been a uh, Magna Manolo. I don't listen. I don't know what the hell you are all talking about. I, all I'm saying is, I thought I was talking. I thought I was on the same page as Oz, but you know what? Minorities that have never been represented in in popular fiction. So. And you all are talking about white people with red hair. I was just and right. I'm just like, they show up. Like, I mean, like one of the best, like one of the the biggest characters in Mad Men was was a redhead. Yeah, He's just but, talking about her breasts. But originally, no, I'm not talking about her breasts. Voice. I'm talking about her hair. But if you are talking about her breasts, so that's, that's why you think was the biggest character because Don Draper was the was the biggest character on look, that. No, I look how one the... of the biggest characters. Look how one the... of the biggest characters. I'm just I'm saying, like, redheads aren't disenfranchised. They show up in everything. Like, the Weasleys are like, oh, man, they get made fun of for being gingers. Like, that's like white people's disenfranchisement. Oh, man, he's ginger. Man, could you imagine being redheaded? Oh, my God. Yeah, you're right. That's terrible. Meanwhile, <laughs> the rest of the ethnic minorities are like, wait, what? <laughs> like, they're like, they're like, so wait. Being a, a a terrible white person is having red hair. Didn't you say no politics? Yeah, Larry, you ruined not politics. Show. This is real life. This like what yeah, does just, what does what does politics so have to do with uh, franchising real just, national people? This is not a political party. I understand I, that I, you I, believe. I understand I, that you I, believe gingers have no soul. I didn't register as black at the poll. <laughs> Joe, Joe, can you mute him? <laughs> I, I don't like whatever edible you gave the, him today. I, well, what are you, I'm to, sober. You sons of bitches. I don't yeah. like whatever whatever edible he didn't take today. Oh, um, to, so how many like oh, blue blood spurts are we gonna give him? These watermelon gummies. You gotta That's what it is. Um, yeah. I'm, 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 I'm on that. Uh, I'm on those apples. <laughs> like, man, yeah, too many apples today. So how many blue blood to... spurts are we giving? Are we still talking about it? Like we're, yes, we're at a tight gen- 118 right now. You're right. <laughs> You're right. Look, uh Oz, how how many blue blood spurts do you give Archenemy out of five? Uh four. Got it. Um, that like you guys said, there there's the the, the main actors did a great job with what they were given. I would prefer that they would have been given something a little bit better, but considering that this was some Kickstarter nonsense, they, they did a great job. Uh, I like that they hid the fact that they couldn't afford effects by doing the, the comic book stuff, and then the few times that they actually do some kind of visual effect, it looks like shit. So, I, overall... It's enjoyable. I, I definitely recommend it. You're not going to watch it in movie theater. It's streaming. I forget what it's on, but it, it's you, you stream it. So watch it. Enjoy it. I give it a four. Shane, what would you give Arch Enemy 
How many Luke blood slurps after out of five? I would give it a three, like in the most average way. Like <laughs> it, it's not like it was unentertaining to watch, but I definitely could have done something else with my time. Moses, how many boob blood slurps out of five would you give Arch uh, Enemy? Three and a half. Mm-hmm. Three and a half. I mean, like, I, I like it, I like what it does. Uh, it's a good example of working with what you got, and uh, and ultimately, it's intriguing. And I like the character, like the the superhero mythos. And I actually, you know, we if we even get to news, there is a new story that talks about how. The dude running DC Pictures right now is going to introduce us to the world of multiverse, something we've never seen before. And um, look, this movie, like, if they would have had this thought and actually do, you could have your comic book main Superman crossing over to our world for a movie and do an interesting story, or maybe not Superman, too iconic, but you can bring a character like that and actually kind of bring that would actually kind of help the medium because it would kind of like make you kind of, Oh man, I got to see what he's like there at that world. Cause they'll just give you comic book pages there as flashbacks, but his real drunken state <laughs> here on live action. Like it might be an interesting way to cross promote shit, you know? I, of course I could see it getting played out by everybody doing it like that. Like that's how you do movies, but you know, the first one to do it would be a pioneer, and because this movie did it, that dynamic is gone. Okay. I would give it a three out of five. Um, I, I, I feel like just about what everybody said kind of tracks in the sense that, you know, I don't feel like I wasted my time. Um, you know, it's average, and you know, the talent is top-notch. Like, I feel like the people that uh, were given the script elevated it. I don't think the script's good. But I think the talent is. And and they made it uh, tolerable. And so, you know, I can't mess around and be like, it was a waste of time because it wasn't. Like, whether you're talking about... Uh, you know, the, the you know, uh, Max Fist, or you're talking about Hamster, or you're talking about Indigo, like all those characters, like all those, the all those people that brought this material to life did all of it a service because it could have easily been really terrible, but it wasn't. So, you know, I'll give it the three and, you know, let people know, like, if you want, if you if you have some time to kill, you should mess with this. If if you don't, you should look at the IMDb and watch the stuff that these people are in because they're good. <laughs> you know the other stuff that they're in. So yeah. All right, let's move on. You ready to do some comic book uh, reviews? Maybe. Maybe po- potentially, possibly. Let's let's talk about. Uh, Review, uh, like review. <laughs> well, not not like that, but like. 
Let's talk about Sweet Tooth, The Return, number one. Sweet Tooth, Love The that. Return, number one. Man, this is a this is a weird book for me because the first Sweet Tooth was just such a really good like work of passion. Like you could feel it when you read the original Sweet Tooth by Jeff Lemire. And it's it's him writing and drawing and it's just a cool story that spans centuries and, and it creates this great mythology. And uh when it was coming on DC Black um, I'm like, okay, well, they're DC Black. They're um, they're like, okay, they're they're kind of cashing in because like there's supposed to be a TV show coming, and I know like at the greatest Comic Con of twenty uh twenty twenty, Joe and I actually discussed um the TV show. <laughs> like some guys like trying to get us to buy the comics. Like, hey. You know, there's a show coming. You should buy the comics now. And it's like, uh, come on. Like, look, we know comics. We know shows. Like, if there's a show coming, like, we're not going to like the comic if we haven't, <laughs> if we <laughs> like the show. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I have no faith in the show uh, to capture these cool moments. I think there's actually a video floating on the Internet somewhere of where I actually um, talk about to Joe on a GoPro camera, like, there's just these moments in that series that aren't gonna tr- like they're just gonna omit them. I don't I don't think they're gonna do, or they'll get canceled before it happens. But um, this new series like the, the, they're on the brink of the show. The show was supposed to come out I think now, but the production got halted because of COVID, and they have this comic and some comics got canceled and shit. Like you know what? We need to bring out content. So here we are now. I don't know what the Sweet Tooth show is going to be like, but from taking out this new DC Black issue one, it's like, well, I think this would be kind of the iZombie thing, like give you a whole other character (laughs) that Sweet Tooth. Yeah, like, because the way that Sweet Tooth, the series ends and the way this one begins, it doesn't connect. I mean, it connects. Oh, really? Well, it connects. Hundred years. Yeah, it's three hundred years into the future, and it's a whole different person that has the antlers. Oh, wait a minute. So wait, so there's three hundred years between that person that you see in this book and the one from the series before. Right. Oh, wow. Like it says, there's a whole page, full page, that says three hundred years after. Yeah, it's like the first page. Okay, three hundred years, but I don't, I don't like. If he just says three hundred years after, there's no reference. Three hundred years after what? After the, after the ending. First, or I know for me, I just assumed that it was uh, three hundred years since Yeah, but, but this one is called the return. So you, if three hundred years, it'd be. Three years from the last book, yeah. From whenever you're returning to. But then, but then, does that mean that the person in the book is not the same person three hundred years later? Well, you never finished Sweet Tooth, the original. No. Right? Yeah. So you didn't see what happens, and then you don't follow Jeff Lemire on Instagram, so you didn't see what happens. I, mean, but I shouldn't have to do all that to understand the comic, right? 
Well, here's the thing. If it was a cash grab, you wouldn't. <laughs> like, like this story would just be in and that's it. And that's how I know, like, th that's why I led up with this whole cash grab kind of thing with the show where it's like, wow, this is a whole other story that's like, it, it's literally like you do have to read the whole series, <laughs> you know? That's why after I read it, I gave you guys the digital copies I procured, the, the press copies, uh, at least for the first arc so that you can kind of see the difference in the characters. Now, these characters, mm -hmm. even in the cover, like the cover to Sweet Tooth, the return number one, and the cover to Sweet Tooth number one original, they like mirror each other, but you can see subtle mm -hmm. differences in the art of Jeff Lemire, where it's like, okay, these are essentially two different people. And, um, and it, you know, in the world of Sweet Tooth, it, it's a, a pandemic <laughs> that hits the world where it kills every human. And then there's kids born that are uh, human-animal hybrids. And they're just mm -hmm. born that way. And they're the new race. And then here's 300 years later is where they kind of got those animal-human race under control so that their existence doesn't hinder the rest of humanity from procreating and being the top of the food chain again and that that's what this first issue kind of implies um however we're doing spoilers larry because i don't give a fuck at the end you see the the dude the big guy which is like another like the way this first issue ends is like a mirror to the early issues of sweet tooth where you see the same guy guiding this antler antler clad deer kid and he calls him Sweet Tooth again. And it, it kind of, it, it's kind of weird. I, I really wanted to read issue two, but I didn't get a chance to because, you know, the country was going to turn into Handmaid's Tale. Um, you know, so, <laughs> so I decided to take a nap and, you know, <laughs> and then I got hungry and then I had to watch Arch Enemy. So I didn't get to read issue two. <laughs> but but uh, I was like, yeah, that, that cliffhanger. I was like, wow, like, and I mean, that whole dude's story is really good in the first issue, and they kind of don't resolve it, per se, in uh, in the series like that. Like, they kind of do, but, I mean, you gotta read the original series for that, but, and then seeing him here again 300 years later, and he looks exactly the same as a trip, too. So, I don't know if the 300 years thing is just what they're telling that little kid, or what, but the people do look like the technological advancements that we see in issue one here of the return of DC black, the return is like, yeah, it, it feels like it's way into the future because the events of sweet tooth take place in a place that's, I want to say like nineties, early nineties, maybe late eighties. And it's like society collapsed, like a Mad Max world, like the dystopian, world that would have been created in like the 80s 90s yeah okay so yeah and that's the story here i i want to i want to yeah, see more uh i'll probably read it after the show and give you a, a one shot if you subscribe hit the bell uh like whatever like yeah wherever those buttons are yeah but yeah so I'm interested to see what, like, you guys that didn't read the original series think of this issue. What did you think, Oz? I I liked the issue. It definitely, um, especially towards the end, made me 
want to read issue two, which was sitting right there. But like Mo, I had to fortify the compound <laughs> and, uh, and make sure everything was safe. And then right. the show the show started, so I was like, okay, well, well I got to do this, this nonsense. The, it, I, I like the story. Now, I, I read some of the original Sweet Tooth books, but not I like I wasn't all that into it, so I didn't really know what happened at the end of that. But this story by itself is good. Even if you haven't read Sweet Tooth, I think uh, it it's a good beginning for a story. And there's a lot of things that make you want to pick up the next issue. And that's all you really need from an issue one. Like when when I heard we were doing this, I thought it was gonna be like a like a trade paperback, but it's just a, a regular like what twenty page comic or yeah. something like that. Yeah, it, mm-hmm. it's a Vertigo comic that happens to be on DC Black. Yeah, it, I'm used to DC Black. Black I mean, label. Yeah, I, I'm used to the Black Label means those magazine size like, not trade paperback exactly, yeah. but like you're gonna get three and that's gonna be the, a trade paperback for. It. And no, this was just, this was more of a regular comic, and it it's decent. It it does what a number one should do. It makes you want to read number two and find out more about these characters. Jay, how do you feel about it, man? Um, I like that it reminded me of anime. I like which anime? Um, The Promised Neverland. Oh, the kid, or yeah, the group that's. In a in an orphanage in the middle of the woods, surrounded by trees, where they tell you that you can't go past a certain point mm-hmm. uh, because it's dangerous, and you know it's the same basic setup. Um, I think the anime pays off a little more because wow. we do see, like in that first episode, we do see the. And we see what happens when Sweet Tooth leaves, but it just kind of opens up into a city. Jay's like, well, I mean, it's not as interesting as getting eaten. And that's the thing about not reading the original series, because that kind of like makes sense that that's where that world would go. Like underground, like that, you know. Oh, you just reminded me of another cartoon. You know? <laughs> yeah, Jeff Lemire it, reminded it feels, you. <laughs> it, it feels like that's not a hard thing to do, Jay. <laughs> Reminding you of another anime that you really like, or another cartoon that you really like. Well, you know, no, not that easy. I'm just saying, I, I could sneeze and you'd be like, "Oh yeah." <laughs> Yeah, it's not like trying to remind Lawrence of a show we've done before, or he's done. Oh, see, see, I don't, I don't, I don't appreciate that dig, but I'll take it. Whatever. So, so that's fair, you know. So, so Jay, it sounds like you thought it was all right, mm-hmm. but, but there was a little bit more that you might have been expecting from it. Well. No, it was a fine setup. It just like I'm not really compelled to read the second issue. Um, the characters seem fine, right? But 
again, it's nothing I haven't seen. Mm -hmm. Okay. Like, eh. like it was okay. okay. It just not enough of a hook, I right. guess, what it is for me. There's no hook. No hook. Okay. You got to read issue 40 of the original series. <laughs> That's what you got to do, Jay. And you, and you have to do it, but you, you need to read the other 39 first, though. Well, no. The thing is, I actually told Jeff Lemire when I met him, uh, and I, we got to interview him in this, you know, crappy show we do. And I, I just told him, I'm like, dude, like, I feel, you know, people talk about, you know, that song by Led Zeppelin, like, when the levee breaks, that drum hit, like, that's the most advanced technology technique used to record drums and get a lasting thing that'll last the ages. And that one panel a sweet tooth in issue 40 is one of those things that it's like I don't think any other comic will ever elicit an emotional response like that one page. <laughs> he's like, oh, thank really? you. he goes, thank you very much. <laughs> but he's like, yeah. I, I really, he goes, I really felt like he said he really felt when he wrote that and drew like he had to write it and then draw it and then color it <laughs> And then see it in print, and he had to like just relive that moment every step of the process. And he's like, "Man, I wonder if people feel that too." <laughs> yeah. And uh, I'm like, "Dude, I, I did. I remember it like it was a time when I couldn't sleep, and I was like reading that at, like two thirty three in the morning. Like, now like, are you talking about the? Are, are, are we spoiling the original Sweet Tooth? Uh, I mean, we can. Oh, did you read the original Sweet Tooth, Jay? No, I just typed Sweet Tooth 40 in the Google, and then I clicked oh. on images, and one of the images that came up was the guy getting shot. Yeah. Is that the one you're talking about? Yeah. Can you put okay. it in? Okay. Yeah, I I'm, I'm got it. I'm on. Okay. Joe feels it too, but only through one the one image. Well, because it's a big image, if I remember correctly. Okay, yeah. I, I, that's not, I did that with Google, and I got a picture of a pregnant woman. Yeah, that's not the one I, that that might not even be sweet. To okay. <laughs> uh, the one is, is there's a character. So this big man character, you're following him for these forty issues, or thirty nine. Maybe maybe I'm off. You know, I doubt it, but maybe I am. Stranger things have happened. Like you know. Anarchists taking over the Capitol building, but um, it, it, you know, it, you're following this character, and you don't know why his motivation is to protect Sweet Tooth and go on this journey and, and and hunt down these people that are hunting down these hybrids, and then you follow this other hybrids journey that doesn't speak, and you know it's these lost boys essentially that are being at a research facility. And Sweet Tooth and his dude go to liberate this facility, and the one dude that the big man from issue one here gets shot, and the one hybrid kid that has hasn't talked in forty issues says one word really loud, and it's Daddy. When the big man gets shot, and then that little kid that said Daddy gets shot in the face. 
that that is the, the issue I was telling Jeff Lemire about. You know, it's like the one word this kid says, and it's like, man, like it, it's just so impactful. And uh, look, maybe Jeff Lemire and me are the only ones that felt it. <laughs> yeah, but it, it's a uh, you know. Uh, and then if you actually follow Jeff Lemire on Instagram, he's like, here's a little peek of, you know, uh, uh, yeah, people have been asking and having a lot of questions because the way that Sea Tooth ends is kind of a cliffhanger. It's like open-ended, but with a conclusion, you know, and you'd want to see more. And then he shows a, a picture of Sweet Tooth as an older man with his son being older. So I assume that's probably 40 years after the issue. But then you get this 300 years into the future and... I wouldn't be surprised if that post on Instagram led to this new series being out. Because, you know, I, I guess... So? Pe- pe- yeah, I think people ask questions. And then, you know, then you get the, the, the TV show news. It's like, you know, Jim Lee's like, hey, y- y- you draw something. Yeah? Jim Lee. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, I will say that, you know, you know I, I, I haven't gotten the chance, of course, to, like, delve deeply into the original Sweet Tooth. But I did like this book. Um, I do feel like it did lean a little bit towards people that, you know, were familiar with the series, like the original series. But at the same time, I think that it was like, I know for me, it was compelling enough for me to be like, I'd read the second issue. It wasn't like, oh, a must-read, but it was like, you know, I would definitely put it, I would definitely, like, say, you know, like, hey, pull issue two so that I can, you know, check it out or whatnot. By the so, way, the, because uh, you mentioned Sweet Tooth 40, uh, that that was the last issue of the original Rudd. Okay. So you can get through the original story pretty quickly. It's only 40 issues. So it's not that one then, the one that where I, th- I think it was probably like 33 then, if that's the case. <laughs> <laughs> then how did Joe Google it and it come up with the right image? No, it's that, was, that was that was the wrong image. I said it was the wrong image. See? Oh, oh. I thought you don't listen to our show like you didn't listen to yourself on Gekin. That's what I do. I'm like, oh, I'm on these shows. I just talk. I'm like, ah. Ah. Anyway, he's got the he's got the archives in his computer and just watches them for fun. I look at him. I look at him after the fact. But yeah, uh, I would give this book a uh, four point five out of five. Uh, the 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 you know the four points come from me loving the original series so much and Jeff Lemire so much. That automatically four without reading it. The point five is. Because I'm like, wow, I'm intrigued now. The 300 years into the future is something I didn't expect. Uh, then seeing the big man <laughs> at the end is something I even didn't expect after reading the majority of the issue. And then seeing that city, like, you know, d- done the way it is compared to how I seen how it was done in the first series was another. Added. The only thing that would have kept me from giving it, the only thing that kept me from giving it a five was the fact that. I want more, and I don't have it yet. 
aside from issue two. So that takes off a point, a half a point. Pettiness, pettiness. Yeah, that's the pettiness. That's the pettiness. The point petty, five. Yeah. The, the petty point five. The petty point five. Yeah. I love it. I love it. You know, we, like, we we do this. You know, if you listen, you know we do this. The petty point five, like yeah. the half a point. Right. Right. What about you, Oz? How do you feel about it? I'm gonna give it uh, a four. I really wanted to give it a three and a half, but it's a number one, and it's a regular size, regular size comic. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, it, like I said before, it does what it's supposed to do. It makes me want to keep reading the story. Got it. And as someone who wasn't huge into the original Sweet Tooth, uh, like I said, I just read an issue or two here or there. I didn't go through the whole run like 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 Mo did. It still it coming in as a new reader, it made me want to know more. That that's that's its job, and it did its job well. So I have to give it a four. If it was something that I knew and loved, maybe I'd give it a three and a half. But as as a new reader coming into it, I recommend it definitely. Check it out; it's a four. Fair. Jay, what about you, bud? What would you rate Sweet Tooth: The Return number one? I'm gonna give it a three. Like I liked it. Not compelled to re- read the next one, but like I don't regret reading it. Okay. Man, edible Joe is just like everything's a three. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's what it does. <laughs> edible, edible Joe's a tough critic. Yeah. <laughs> Too mellow. You know what I'm against was- you. Here, here. Oh, sorry, Joe. Go ahead. No, I was saying they didn't even kick in. Like, they're oh, they- so inconsistent. Mo, I want you to get Joe uh, edible, but it has to be popcorn. Yeah, I was just gonna say that. That's what I was gonna say. Because I actually I can do that. <laughs> Where I, you know, I'm gonna tell y'all right now. If we can get Joe on that edible and that popcorn, yeah. That might be the end of Fantastic Four. I'm like, not saying don't do it. I'm just saying be be ready to come up with a new title for a show. Like, you're you're already on thin ice, so it might be the Fantastic Two. <laughs> or wait, what? Or a... look, we look. wait, wait. Why did the three of why did two people leave? What, Joe, I don't even. Your mouth is all off. We you're might, on probation at this point. We might have to get rid of Joe and you. Oh. <laughs> How, at how that convenient. point, at that point, it'll all just be the black people get kicked yeah. off the show. Got it. Okay, I, I see what's happening. Look, look, I got I my what's going on in Trump's America today. I got my hair ready in case uh, what went down today would have gone different. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, I would rate. Oh wait, wait, what are you gonna say, Jay? Just thinking about it, like edible popcorn sounds a little dangerous. Yeah. Like. If I get too hot, I forget how to swallow. Yeah. So, like, now, now we got so, so the OnlyFans. Like, now, yeah. we gotta, now we got to slip this fool's throat open just so he can breathe. Here's the thing. Here, Joe, you know, hopefully you can think of this next time you get high. Uh, marijuana affects your nervous system in the sense that you feel more aware of your nervous system. So you're more aware of your involuntary functions. Whereas throughout you're walking in your life just doing these things because they are involuntary functions. So you f- you just do them and then you're more aware 
when you're high and you think you're actually having some input in how these voluntary and involuntary functions uh, get done. So, yeah, next time you feel like you can't swallow, it's like, you know what? I'll just watch uh, the league. <laughs> watch the league uh, with Paul Shear and Nick Kroll. <laughs> you watch that? Look, any type of paranoia, like panic attack you get from weed, just throw on the league, man. You'll you'll feel like you just had the best four hours of your life, and it's only been twenty minutes. There it is. I'm gonna give Sweet Tooth a three and a half out of five. I would read issue two. In fact, I, I'm going to read issue two. Yeah, I'm gonna read it after. Um, but who knows? I might go back and just try to read the original first. Uh, if you want to do that, I can get you. I have all the. Um, I did one of these humble bundle things, so I have them. Digital, I appreciate if that. you want to get that. But yeah, uh, I might read the original first and then go to this and see. Yeah, because it would be interesting to just see if my feeling about the issue is different after the fact. Now, do you have that kind of time? I do. Are you forty? Because I know Star Wars just came out. I, I read it already. Really? Yeah, the High Republic. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I don't know if we'll talk. About, I don't know if we'll talk about that next week, but because because all the new fifty, I mean, all the uh, future state stuff came out too. So we'll we'll have to figure out if we're gonna talk. I I feel like we probably should talk about future state first, and then maybe talk about the High Republic the following week. But I don't know. So, we'll so, figure it out. So you're ready to talk about future state then? No, I'm not ready. Okay, to, no, okay. just the, the sure. High Republic. The High Republic is one comic. Yeah. And then, uh, 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 like, uh, well, I get, technically, I guess, like, three novels came out, but... Yeah, you know. I was talking about the novel. Oh, the I comic know. came out today. No. no, the comic came out today, and then, like, three novels came out, like, yesterday. Yeah, I didn't check today. Yeah, yeah. And we'll talk, we'll look, we'll, we'll, we have enough time to do a little bit of news, so we'll probably talk about that some, too. But what I'm saying is, I ever, I've already read the comic. The, the novels I haven't read yet because, obviously, they came out yesterday and I can't read a novel in a day because I'm not that dude. And I, I don't I don't You're have the... all of them, are you? I, I I ordered the three that came out. Oh, wow. But, but, but here's the thing. I mean, one of them is an actual novel. Yeah. That's the joint. And then I think the other, the other two, like one's like a YA novel, and the other one is like a, a novella, right? Yeah. So, like, the other two I could probably get through and not even, you know, like. I am your commitment to this. Hold on. Are not on my. Oh well, okay, one of them is on my radar, but. Is that? Ki- but for kids, it's weird. Okay, okay, slow it down, slow it down, because you're throwing out words, and I feel like they need to be defined. What's the difference between a novel, a YA novel, and a novella? A novella is on Telemundo. <laughs> See, that's what I thought, but I want to hear what what Lawrence's racist ass has to say about it. Why am I racist? I don't know. <laughs> it just came to my head. Just, just answer. No. The- I'm just saying, like, like you have like the novel, which you know is what it sounds like. It's a right, regular we, book. Okay, yeah, we all know yeah. novel. Then you have a, a a a YA novel, which is a young adult novel, which is a shorter read, but it's still a novel. Yeah, and bigger then, 
print. Uh, right. Because yeah, page count. Because the like the Harry Potter books are all considered uh, young adult, I guess is what YA stands for. But there's yeah, some, some long ass. Yeah, yeah, and and Harry Potter's Harry Potter books are are young adult novels because of the content, but not because of like like not by um, like format standards. Yeah, they're the exception. Yeah, like oh, oh, like. We're talking about uh, Hunger Games. We're talking about um, what was that one? I don't know. They were making all of them into movie plays. Oh, oh, you're talking about Divergent, huh? You're talking about Divergent. Divergent. I was thinking about the other one with the colors, where the girl is like orange or red or whatever. I'm not even sure what we're talking about. Teen Titans. No, but but generally speaking, like it back like. Generally speaking, a YA novel is lit like from a format perspective, it's usually like like Jay said, bigger print is usually like half the size of a regular novel. So, like from a reading perspective, it's not like that much reading. It it's literally like the page count is probably cut in half of a regular novel, which when I say a regular novel, I'm not even talking about a Harry Potter novel. Like Harry Potter novels are are like regular novel size or even longer. Like they're they're huge books, and I'm not saying that that doesn't make them YA novels, but they're like Jay said, they're the exception and not the rule. Like most most YA novels are like half the page count of a typical novel. A Harry Potter book, especially when you get to the later books, are probably twice as long as even some regular novels. So, okay. and so then novella. And a novella is like literally like not like a quarter of the size of a regular book. Okay, because uh, growing up to me, a, a novella was something else, and I'm not talking yeah. about the TV show. Like, no, no, I know what you mean. I, I, have you read uh, Hispanic novellas? No, because I, I can't read Spanish. They're the Tijuana Bible. Yeah, it's a it's a comic book. You look at the picture. You, I. I like looking at the pictures is not reading. That's for, looking at pictures. Well, well, for those who may not have uh, have read them, because to be honest, I the only place I ever found them was in Mexico, and my mom would actually import them and put them in her salon for people to read. Yeah, but, absolutely. But, uh, um, uh, I, I I say Hispanic because I'm not sure if, like, I want to say Mexican, but I'm not yeah. sure it's restricted to Mexico. That's just the only place Latinx. where I saw them. I mean, Latinx. you can talk about Mexican novellas, and that's okay. They were essentially like uh, Archie-sized uh, manga. Yeah. But you read it correctly, you know, left to right. Yeah, right. In Spanish. Yeah. So it, it was like, it was like kind of like my introduction to comic books. Right. And I'm, you might be like, this book might be that. I'm not 100% certain if it's going to have pictures in it or not. Oh, shit. Yeah. Nice. What? <laughs> Neck around. It's like this. It's like this size, maybe not as thick, maybe about half. And uh, look, that might even be bigger than whatever the. But is that is that pictures? Like pictures in comics or pictures in words? Larry, you know Neko Ramen. Come on. Yeah, well, I mean, listen, I'm just saying Neko Ramen, I feel, is popular enough that if they wanted to do something prose, they could. 
What? <laughs> the edible kicked in. What? How, do you, how do you do a pros neko ramen? That's, that you describe the pictures like any other book. Like, what are you talking about? That sounds ridiculous. Is that me. what you do? You're saying, is that what you're saying? It like, yes, Man. novels describe the scene. Okay, I'm I'm gonna write a novel then because I can't draw comics. Well, there you go. Do, you see, do you see why Lawrence is hanging on to the show by a thread? What are you what are y'all talking about? Like, why are you all talking about like they don't make novels about comic books? Like they do it. You it's a four page it's a four panel gag comic. Like, how do you turn that? Yes, you could, but I don't see anyone doing that. that Joe, have you read Business I'm Cat? Saying... Say again, Ma? Have you read Business Cat? I've seen some business cat, yes. Okay. It's amazing. Um, cat's pretty funny. Yeah. Um, cat agent is better. Oh, I got like, to I I watch that. that. I, I need to get into this cat community. Listen, don't look, don't do it, Oz, unless you're ready to give up your wife. Did you say life or wife? <laughs> Wait, which, not which, which, which one will get you to read the book? <laughs> I'd have to I'd have to think about it. <laughs> like which which one of those are you okay with giving up for the cat book? <laughs> anyway, what I'm saying is is yeah, the 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 High Republic uh the other joint is like yeah, it, it's an even smaller read than the UYA novel and then you have like, you know, yeah, but no, I I'm I I'm definitely like I would like I'm interested which but anyway, Look, we, we might talk more about that in a little bit. I feel so. like Joe has joined the High Republic. <laughs> Jay, Jay, Jay's the founder of High Republic. No, no, no. Mo's the one giving him the stuff. I like, I like how I showed up to Joe's house and I'm like, here, I brought you Christmas stuff. I went over and stuffed his stocking, yeah? And... Uh, Mm. I, I like mm. I gave him edibles. Emily and, held him down. Emily yeah. held him down while most <laughs> And then I gave him edibles and some of the comfort and they're like, You need a bag? And he's like, Yeah, uh over here they don't like fun. <laughs> so yeah, they don't like fun. It's true. <laughs> I love it. Oh, I wish I could get high. Yeah. <laughs> well look, oh, if you got man. if you guys would have won the capital, you could have. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I don't understand how you guys can just sit there and and take in all these mind altering substances. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, Mark doesn't get the joke. I got the joke right now. You got it now. I saw you with your caps. <laughs> so. Anyway. Oh, go ahead. No, you go ahead, Jay. No, was, did we finish writing Sweet Tooth? We yeah. did. Yeah, we're about oh, to we go into some news. Uh... <laughs> comic book news. We should have a like, uh, like her. Uh, <laughs> well, not not like that, but like. So yeah, man. So, 
Future uh -oh. State started. Anybody yes. reading that care? I care. I, I I bought the books that were available at my comic shop, so I, I put, uh, we'll see. I, I put about half the books in my pull list, which actually they're technically new books, but because I already had like uh, uh, Detective Comics and you know, the Batman books, and I had all these books in my pull list, they translated them to future states. So most of the ones that... Oh, really? That, yeah, so like half my pull list for future state is kind of a transfer over yeah, yeah. Of, of the original books. I, I Technically, I only added like three more books. That's That's good. For like you know, because I mean, you know, I know that I don't. Well, I, I shouldn't say that because I didn't have like a whole bunch of DC books on my pull. But at the same time, like when they generally when they transfer to a new title, I have to let them know like I want that too. Even though they might ask me, but they may not. You know, but they they won't do it automatically. So like, say if I don't pick up the phone call, then I don't get the pull necessarily. So. But that's so. So you added what, like Harley Quinn and like uh, Swamp uh, Thing, Supergirl, uh, Wonder Woman. Gotcha. It's like it's, it's like it's like three or four books. I'm not I'm not gonna do the whole thing. I, I did that really? for 52. I, I did that for fifty two. I don't feel the need to do it again. That's fair, especially as I've read like kind of descriptions of, of these stories. Uh, I I'm good with what I got. They got me Tad. Four, maybe five more books, mm -hmm. but that's that's it. I even like I was surprised I took Teen Titans off. See, that's really interesting because I kind of did the opposite in the sense that, well, I'm not, you know, again, I'm not down for my pull. So with a whole bunch of DC stuff, but from my own perspective, I'm like, well, what's available? I want to try. So like, I'm gonna give all the issue ones a try, and um. All of them didn't come out today, right? Only some of them, right? Yeah, not all of them. Okay, so like all the ones that came out today, I th I'm pretty sure I got. Like I, I got the new, the next Batman and the super, the Superman joint and the Swamp Thing and the Harley Quinn, which I was like, I don't, you know, I really don't want to read Harley Quinn, but at the same time, I'm like, ah, well, it's Future State Harley Quinn. Let me get them books and their five Superman books. It's like, well, one of those books is a Batman and a Superman book. So let's call it four and a half, <laughs> right? Like just I, I got rid of the uh, the Legion of Superheroes. That was garbage. I I, I try I, I try to slog through. Oh, you mean the past book? Right. I don't. Yeah. I don't picture Future yeah. State being any better. Well, Which is, and it's weird to give me a a Legion of Superheroes Future State book because they already take place in the future. And it's the future state of hero. I, it could be in the further future of the future. No, too much. No, got it. No, no, look, time doesn't work like that. Too much. But but here's the thing, Oz. I will say this: like, if you as the DC guy is not in on it, what does that say about what they're doing for this? It says they're fucking up. There it is. Okay. So. I don't know. Like I said, I'll, I'll give it a try just because I'm like, and, and the same mentality I had, that, or at least, like I said, my mentality is the opposite of yours, where I'm like, oh, well, I like I tried New 52 stuff, and some of it I didn't like, but a lot of it I liked and didn't expect to. 
I'm willing to give all the Trooper Saint stuff a try for issue one, even though I, what I will say is this: they did some crazy like, like the next Batman was I think either a seven or eight dollar book. See, it, it was a it was a lot. It was it was it was bigger, but I'm just like, why? Like, you know, like here, you know, here's here's the thing you. You're saying that because I'm not buying all the books that that that's a that's a problem. I see it as they're doing something right because they're getting you to buy more books. You know, you, hey, you, were, you, were, you didn't have this many books on your pull list. Before. No, you're right. You're right. And so they're getting people. They already have my money. You know, and actually, they, even still, they're getting more of my money because, like I said, I added a good at least four or five books to my pull list. So they're getting more of my money, but more importantly, mm-hmm. they're getting new money from you. That's and that's fair. You're right. I mean, because I was reading Batman or buying Batman, I should say, because I'm behind on Batman. But I was buying Batman, but I wasn't buying Superman. I definitely wasn't buying Harley Quinn or well. I would have bought Swamp Thing if they had put one out, but they're not putting one out until today. So the other thing that was happening in the shop that I was a little dismayed by, which I was like, or maybe not dismayed, maybe blown away by, is DC's alternate covers, like they have like, you know, the 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 you know, the A covers for Future State, which you know, regular covers and regular paper and all that kind of stuff. Then the the B covers are like cardstock covers, and you know they're nice covers. Like some of them, I mean, like the Swamp Thing alternate cover wasn't one that I was like, oh, I should buy that. The Batman, the next Batman cover was one that I was like, oh, I would get this cover. But then I looked at it, and it's like, okay, it's a cardstock cover, which okay, fine. I could understand you would charge more for that, but they're charging like in in the case of. I think the Wonder Woman, the difference between the cardstock cover and the regular cover was like $2. And the difference between the Batman book, I think, was $1. Which the Batman book was already, like like I said, $7.99, I think. So they're like, oh, we're going to charge you $8.99 for this cardstock cover. And I'm just like, no extra content, literally just a cardstock cover. And I'm like, uh no thanks. Like, I probably would have bought cover B if it was, like, the same price. But because it was a car stock cover and, you know, it cost me a dollar more, I'm like, I'll pass on that. Especially with no extra content. And I'm just like, no, like, why? Like, it, if that feels very, very, like, I know, like, in the past, you know, in comics, we talk about gimmicks. That felt super gimmicky to me. Like, maybe one thing if you're giving me, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's a gimmick too, but it's a gimmick that makes me feel like my dollar went somewhere. Was that the uh, the actual cover price though? Like, was that actually pretty? Yeah, that was the cover price. It wasn't an upsell from the shop. I'm finding like I, I looked up Wonder Woman Future State number one. Mm-hmm. Cover A, B, and D are all three ninety nine. Actually, cover A is three nineteen. Nah, I think you're looking at like a, a online retailer price or something. Yeah, but uh, they're not gonna sell it for if it's a seven dollar comic, they're not gonna sell it for three ninety nine. But if they get, but, but if they get a good enough 
discount, they'll sell it at cost just to get it out. Well, I look, look at the cover. Like the cover has the price on it. What's the cover price set? Four ninety nine. So it's a dollar. Okay. So four, four, four this, Hold on, that's cover D. What is <laughs> no, that's but, printing? If 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 cover A is four ninety nine, then maybe maybe it was maybe it was four ninety nine and six ninety nine for the cardstock one. See, cover D is cardstock also. It's the Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four cardstock version. And it says four ninety nine. Yeah, on the cover. Yep. Oh, you want me? You want me to print that for you? No, no. I listen. I'm just telling you what I saw in the comic shop. Like it wasn't like it wasn't like. Here's the thing. Understand? I know. Like my shop will definitely on some things they'll upsell some stuff. So. It's like I know that that you know that can happen. What I'm saying is, what I saw was a difference in cover price from the cardstock to the you know the the original cover to the cardstock. Look at the Batman one. Is the Batman one the same price in that same way? Because uh, which which one is the Batman one? Uh, I think it's the Detective. No, it's not. I think it's called the or the, either the next Batman or the new Batman, but. I know there was like a, a a difference between. I feel like it was a dollar difference between the the original cover and the cardstock one, and I like I could have swore the Wonder Woman was like two dollars difference, and I was assuming it was because of the movie, like the movie just came out, and because only because the cover says Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four on the cover, and I was just like, really? Like that's that seems weird, but it wasn't. It wasn't bagged and up upcharged. It it said it on the cover. And so I don't know. Like I don't I would like to believe that they don't sell comics at a larger rate in California than they do anywhere else, but I guess that's possible. Okay. No, no, no. I I, I see what you're saying. I'm looking at Future State, the next Batman cover C eight ninety nine. Yeah. Versus the A cover, which is what is, I gotta look at the A cover. Six ninety nine. So why don't you like the cardstock covers? It's not that I don't like them. They're just not worth two dollars more. Oh, okay. That's all. That's all it was. Was like it's not like oh I don't want a cardstock cover. It's that if you're gonna do cardstock, it's like if you charge me fifty cents more, maybe I'd be like oh okay yeah. If you're gonna charge me a dollar more. I'm like. Mm. If you're gonna charge me two dollars more, I'm like, no way. Like cardstock is worth 10 cents. And it's like if you're saying to me, like, okay, well, this art is different and better, of course. Like, I mean, obviously, alternate covers are made that way, where it's like the, the idea. I'm sorry. well, I I'm looking for the issue, and I can't, it doesn't have the cover price on the cover. Where where I'm looking at it anyway, but they have the the price as seven ninety nine, so it's a it's a dollar to go from regular cover to cardstock. Okay, and and I thought I feel like that was the case of Batman, which which seven ninety nine is still a lot for a number one issue, even though it's, is that is that a regular size book for seven seven ninety nine? No, no. It, it's more than a regular size book, and that's what I was saying. The Batman, the 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 Batman book was large. Like I get just by feeling it, I know it's more than like 
22 or 26 pages, but it's still a lot of money. Like $7.99 for a number one issue is a lot. And then they charge you an additional dollar for the cardstock. I thought the Wonder Woman one, I felt like it was $2 difference they charged you from the original to the cardstock. And that very well could be uh, like $4.99 to a $6.99 as opposed, you know, because I don't think it costs as much as the Batman. But I do know that the difference was $2. And I was like, why? Because car stock is not that expensive. So I'm just like, look, I'm like, this is AT&T trying to get their money out of DC. <laughs> you know, I'm like, this is wild right here. Because I'm just like, dude. So, you know, we, we'll definitely talk about it. We'll figure out if we're going to talk about it next week or the week after or whatever. But we'll talk about it. But, you know, I, I'm definitely like, well, let, let's see how this turns out. And it would be, I, I'm interested to see how the how you all feel about it. Because... Obviously, I know, like, I, like, well, I'm like, Oz is our DC guy. So I'm like, in my mind, I'm like, Oz is going to be in at least to just see what's up. But even Oz is kind of like, like, I feel like I'm more enthusiastic about Future State than Oz is. And that's kind of crazy to me because I'm like, I don't know what that means for, like, you, well, Jay. Or, you know. Well, for Oz is like that because every character is like miscegenated. Is, is a miscegenate? Is, is that what yeah, you're like every character is miscegenated. Like, there's no white people in future state. I mean, I don't know if that's true. No, but that's Oz, isn't it? Like, all in. Got it. But I didn't hear a no from Oz. Well, Supergirl's so white. <laughs> yeah, the greatest DC character. <laughs> what else should we talk about? Uh, well, Walter Hamada, uh, he, he did an interview with Daily Press, and one of his like key quotes that stuck out to me, you know, he's a dude. Uh, they the, the like kudos to um, Brooks Barnes. Sounds like a comic book character. He's the 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 guy that. Well, he did an interview with New York Times, and I guess they reposted it here in Daily Press. Um, but. Yeah, yeah, he points out in one of the little mini paragraphs as newspaper writers do. Walter Hamada is fifty-two years old. Fifty-two. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> but one of his quotes is, "Uh, with every movie that we're looking at now, we are thinking, what's the potential Max spinoff?" Which. Uh, <laughs> I don't think that's like that's like when you talk about AT&T trying to get their money right that sounds like an AT&Tism you know right. like that it turns out that the the 5G isn't the detriment to the world it, it, it might be the, that greed and only in pop culture world really cuz ultimately like this shit will pass right and, you know maybe on our deathbed, we'll get uh, when we do our live stream when we're on all, all on our bed deathbed, we'll 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 have a good DC movie to like be like, man, now we can die. It'll be the last Fantastic Forum episode ever. But yeah, are we all dying at the same time? Like, does that mean like one of us poisons the others or something? It, it's or? in the contract. Like, it's in the contract. Got it. Yeah. Okay. Damn. Like, that's why Oz dropped out because he's like, yeah, I know where this is going. <laughs> Oh, he's back. All right, you're back in the sarcophagus with us. 
Did you hear what I bury you with the rest of us like our like like no, I didn't hear it. I was I was I was gone. That the Walter Hamada guy, the guy that's running DC Films, his his key quote uh, from this New York Times article was, uh, <laughs> "Where to go? Uh, with every movie that we're looking at now, we are thinking, what's the potential back spinoff?" But uh, that to me, that feels like it is, you know, the AT and T trying to to capitalize on everything. But this guy might actually be good for DC Films because he's, you know, the but uh Brook Banks or Banks Brooks, uh, Bradley Brooks. Uh, it's a BB name. Brooks Barnes. He said uh <laughs> he he makes a point in the article to point out that Larry uh Walter Hamada is fifty two years old and he's running DC. So you know that means something. No I'm gonna hold off and see what these new TV shows look like. Uh, like the new Gotham. Look, we got to worry about what the movies are going to look like if they're picking movies to what the spinoff can be. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, like, I, I, the the Batman from what I've seen so far looks like it's going to be good. I, right. I could I could be wrong, but they they did that with the Gotham spinoff already in mind. So, I mean. I think I think the movies will still be better than than the TV shows. Yeah, and if I'm wrong, it's it's gonna suck because, uh, like, yeah, I I don't, DC's not good with the movies. <laughs> I, I like I, Howard Stern did his uh his walk you know New Year show like finally back after the winter break, and uh, one of the first things. He- Wonder Woman was a piece of shit. <laughs> if DC, like he said, he goes, if DC had any sense, they just hire Marvel to make their movies. Well, yeah. and it's like you know, it's really not like the way he said it makes sense. Where it's like, you know what? We don't do them good. Let's just hire these guys. We'll make money off of Marvel, like Sony does. You know? See, but they did that, and Justice League was not better. No, but they, that's the thing. They didn't put Marvel. They, they had somebody edit and make it good and then do reshoots. Is it, is it we didn't like the, the Marvel guy? Like he, he, had, he had a beef with Marvel and he left. That's why he went to Warner. Because he was trying to do another Warner project. He was like, oh, if you do this Warner, you, we, we'll do this, we'll, we'll like this for you if you fix Justice League for us. I, do, I, I guess my thought more than anything is like Joss Whedon has has a whole body of amazing work. And the one thing that he did that wasn't good was Justice League. So how do we say, how do we be like, oh, well, Joss Whedon obviously was the reason Justice League failed. It's like, uh, well, look, I, we have all these DC movies that are subpar hold before up. we got there. If we're talking about all these movies that Joss Whedon did that were fantastic, so why is Joss Whedon the factor that made it bad? Like, why is well, it? Well, I, I'm, I'll tell you why. If you look at Joss Whedon's body of work, his his worst failure, which is the Justice League movie, had the most people of color in prominent roles. So that <laughs> right there, boom, that tells you everything you need to know about Joss Whedon. Now uh, we say the most 
people of color, are you talking about Aquaman and Cyborg? Like the yeah. two? Uh, Wonder Woman technically is seen no, no, as, a, as a minority Wonder being oppressed. That the, they're seen as an oppressed minority. I mean, look, they were they were enslaved too. Well, technically, no, the Israelis are seen as the colonizers. Come on, man! Like, what are you talking about? We're talking crazy this year. It's like I'm just saying, like you, we go mess around and be like, oh, oh man, here's the thing. White supremacists do not do not like the Israeli people. Why are we acting like they're not more people of color in Justice League? It, it, I'm sorry, it, in, in Avengers Two than there are in Justice League. Well, because Joss Whedon is a white supremacist, so he doesn't consider the Israeli people people. No, what I'm saying is, he, he, there there are more minorities in Avengers Two than all of Justice League. All I know is that if there was a ton of colored people in Zack Snyder's uh, Justice League, you couldn't tell because they'd all just be graywashed. <laughs> the, the the biggest problem is when they when they give the movies to somebody who doesn't understand the characters. I mean, in 1984, I read some some quotes by from Patty Jenkins, and I don't think. She understands the the character that that she was doing. Patty Jenkins is an amazing director. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's writer, a writer. As a writer, I'm you know step back a little bit. I blame Jeff Johns. And I, I think I think that's the, that's the, that was the problem with '84 is is she she did a lot of the writing on it, and the Wonder Woman that she wanted to see on the screen isn't. The Wonder Woman that we're used to seeing in comics—it's not the 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 warrior. She she didn't understand Wonder Woman as a warrior, as somebody who's who's willing to snap a dude's head in front of everybody because that's what she has to do to to stop something bad from happening. You know, somebody that would admonish Batman for not putting down his enemies forever and allowing them to get out and commit more evil. I wish they would have like got a Ouija board and conjured up Darwin Cook and be like, "Can you write the Wonder Woman movie?" Because remember in New Frontier, that segment in New Frontier where they go to the Vietnam War where Superman is doing the whole comedian Doctor Manhattan thing, and then Wonder Woman like he just saves a bunch of like refugee women that were all right. It's not just me. What did I? Did you say Did that? I free? Yes, go ahead. In New Frontier, there was that scene where they were fighting in like who had the edible? They're fighting in Vietnam, and then Wonder Woman just goes to Superman, and it's like ultimately, like, you're Superman. Like, man, like you're not fighting for these women, you know? Mm-hmm. Like she had her own agenda in Vietnam, and that was right. amazing. And Look, that was it, down at Superman. Exactly, and towering over him, too. That's one thing I did like about '84. Like she towered over Steve Trevor. <laughs> like, I know it was wedges, but still, I like wedges. They're hot. <laughs> and I think the biggest problem that Patty Jenkins had with '84 was she. It, it's not about not understanding Wonder Woman as a character as much as not understanding her villains as how they're supposed to be. You yeah. know. And they're not, they're never really more so the villains, I think. I'm sorry, 
I said, I think both, like not understanding Wonder Woman, but I think yeah. you're right. Like more so the villains. And if the villains were good, it would have made the movie better. Like, you know, I even hate it when they, you know, Marvel does this, where they make the the villains like relatable and sympathetic. And honestly, I don't want a villain that's sympathetic like that. Like, I don't need that to like want to see him get beat, you know? I, I just understand that comics are about good and evil. And then when you want to make them complex, you're like, well, the good and the evil doesn't quite align. But it's more about the people involved, not the villain and the heroes, you know? Look, what one of the one of the best movie villains in a comic book movie to today is oftentimes uh, Heath Ledger, Heath Ledger's Joker, and yeah. that's a guy that you they don't humanize him. You don't know anything about. Him. They try to find out about him, and they they never really do. All they know is the dude is chaos, and he's got an agenda, and we think we know, but maybe not really. So, so we don't have to get elaborate backstories and have to sympathize, sympathize with with the villain to like him. Yeah, yeah, no, no, and, and I, I think y'all are right in the sense that you don't have to sympathize for, with a villain for it to be a good villain. Uh, you know, I, I don't think there's anything wrong with sympathizing as long as it's done well, but I think that's what it boils down to. Where well, it, Thanos is a good example. What what it what it really boils down to is hashtag bring back the Snyderverse. Nah, it doesn't boil down to well, that. Well, here's the thing that that's one of the I things that Walter Hamada was talking about. That. that that's one of the things that Walter Hamada was talking about that he's going to introduce movie going audiences and people that like comic book media in other forms that not comic into a concept that they're not used to the multiverse. And that was like, yeah, and it, these movies moving forward, like you got Aquaman, like Aquaman's like not because of how the Joss Whedon thing and then the Snyder thing, like there, there's different universes now and Wonder Woman 84 doesn't line up with what, they, what Snyder set up. So he's like, yeah, it's, it's all multiverse. That, that's all he really says. <laughs> it's all multiverse. And it's like, well, well, the flash it, hold on. He's talking about like it's a whole new concept, but it's like literally like Multiverse of Madness is in the title was announced two years ago, and then we have the CW Arrowverse. Yeah, like they literally, like they literally made shows not be in universe just to make a multiverse. Yeah, the the Flash movie is supposed to take place in the multiverse. Like they're bringing back Keaton's Batman. Yeah, but they got rid of Cyborg. That did happen too. Supposedly they wrote they wrote out Cyborg. And yeah, Keaton is supposed to be the the main DC extended universe Batman. Which that's not true. Oh, you're you're just spreading those fake news. He's explaining it wrong. How, okay, so so say it then. What what did I say wrong? The, what happened was they asked somebody. The I forget the guy's name right now, but they they asked somebody I believe working with the with the Flash movie about who the main DCEU Batman would be. And the person responded as saying Keaton, but he later clarified that he was just talking specifically for the Flash movie, not necessarily that the main DCU Batman was Keaton. 
that that that's the Batman for that movie because I think they're gonna they want to go with Pattinson, Pattinson, whatever you want to call him. Some people still want Batflake. I don't think that's gonna happen, but that's still that that's in there. Especially we have to see how the the Snyder cut does. Um, again, I don't think that's that's gonna happen, but some people do. So it's up in the air. What what I'm hearing is my rumors trump your rumors. That's what I'm hearing. I look your your, your your rumors were told on a show that the one of the co-hosts came on this show and, and told us lies. I mean, what you just gonna keep it vague like that or are you gonna That's Walter Hamada bringing the multiverse? <laughs> I, I'm saying, I'm saying, you, Mary Young, are full of. It's me. Oh wait, uh, is this a Gekin reference? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, look, whatever. I don't even know. I, I need another drink after Oz did all. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wait, I don't know. Like, what I only, I had a limit today, but fuck that. I, I, really, <laughs> I don't understand why you have any limits. I listen. He's a no limit soldier. I thought I told you. No, but anyway, okay, so fine. I mean, listen, I, look, I also heard that there was going to be like the 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 rumor is there are, like Keaton, Affleck, and Pattinson are all going to be Batman at some point, or 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 at least referenced, I guess. Because I don't in, know in the in the Flash movie. I don't, I don't know. I didn't hear Pattinson. I heard Keaton and Batfleck in in the flash movie which if they try to do a flashpoint thing i kind of see where they're going but i i really think that's more fan service do, do you really though do you really see where they're going yeah I, I mean you read flashpoint right yeah of course we read flashpoint but yeah i i think i think they would do that where but flashpoint doesn't have anything to do with multiple batmans out like that are the same person like bat batfleck Keaton and Pattinson are all Bruce Wayne. Yeah, that's true. And none of them are Thomas Wayne. Right. So it's like, and you know, this is the beauty of edibles. You see Joe's face right there? Like he's actually enjoying the show finally. In the 50 years. <laughs> <laughs> We've been doing it. It only took 24 milligrams. <laughs> I don't see, I don't see Pattinson being in the flesh movie. Maybe Batfleck, but I, I don't see I don't, I don't understand. Like, here's the thing that, that blows my mind. I don't understand what makes Battinson that much, like, less likely to be in Flash than any other Batman. Like, like in fact, he's the Batman that's coming up next. Like, it makes the most sense for him to be in the movie. Well, can we just get, like, Adam West, too, and Val Kilmer? Well, Adam West is kind of dead. Well, look, oh, oh, look, oh, is he? So was Princess Leia, right? Exactly. I'm just saying, like, so was, like, so was Mark Hamill. It's like the logic doesn't make any sense. Where it's like, hold on, Mark Hamill. Hamill. Mark Hamill. I, 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 I think we should say Mark Hamill is not dead yet. Yeah, I know. I'm just saying, <laughs> I like, I want to see if you guys were catching or not. It is like Battinson makes the most sense to be in whatever upcoming DC movies there is. You know what doesn't make as much sense is Michael Keaton or Ben Affleck, who's quit being Batman like three times at this point. 
So see, I'm just saying, like, you know, it's like it, it and I'm not saying that I don't want to see these people. I'm just saying that those are technically the the less likelier people to be in the any upcoming DC movie. Right. And and that's that's where you that that's where I have a problem with your logic is you're saying Battinson makes the most sense. Yeah. But you're talking about a DC movie. Why are we talking about what makes the most sense? Oh, okay. Well, you know they're not gonna do that. Look, right. Can we can right. we just get another Jonah Hex? No. You don't want another Jonah Hex. No. Listen, I think got- Walter, I think Walter no. Harmonic could do it because he's 52. He'll do the sign of the cross in the first five minutes and you'll be out. Mo, yeah. you got you got you got, I got uh, mad at Pelosi. <laughs> Mo, you got a new Swamp Thing comic this week. Yeah, but I don't know if I like it. I'm not saying you like it. I'm just saying that hey, it hey, 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 Joe, whoa, what are you doing, Joe? No, that was me. Sorry. No, uh, that was me. I just heard the word uh, female voice talking about consent, and I'm like, Joe, what are you doing? <laughs> no, I was looking up which books came out today. That was, that was Lawrence. Yeah, my, my phone heard something and started talking. I don't know what it was. But anyway, uh, so we talked about Keaton, we talked about Cyborg. What yeah. else did we talk about before we go? Uh, we talked about we didn't talk about uh, what's the new story I sent you guys? Oh, we talked we, your girl was over on uh, on Jimmy Kimmel flirting. I don't know why she's my girl. Just you know why? I had the one random dream and I don't understand it. But it was a weird sex dream that only like lesbians, prepubescent lesbians have. Like, why is my lesbian dream? Because, like, you literally, you just dreamt that you and Gwyneth Paltrow were holding hands, staring longingly in their eyes in like real time. And when a dream is in real time, you know it's special. (laughs) Is that the rule? Yeah. Okay. Well, you're young out there trying to get that goop. Gwyneth. With that, that goop. Yeah. Gwyneth and I had a very special moment together. You, you in, know, in the, in the she's tight because she's got those jade eggs in there. What? I don't know what we're talking about. Anymore. She puts jade eggs in her vagina. I'm sorry. To, I meant to, in her cunt. <laughs> to strengthen <laughs> the muscle. Jeez. Lawrence, you know you, can, you know you can buy a candle that smells like her vagina. I do know that, and I don't want it. It smells like oh. lavender and sardines. <laughs> I I'm not looking for that. Like I I don't need anything Gwyneth Paltrow trying to sell. I like lavender. I, I don't even understand. I like why. sardines. Oh jeez. Wait. So so she was floating with Jimmy Kimmel, and what happened? No, nah, it was just I I just thought of you because she's like. It, Jimmy Kimmel did his introduction. He's back at home because you know the quarantine here in LA, so his show has to go back home. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> so he introduces her in a like how Jimmy Kimmel does. Jimmy Kimmel's a funny guy. <laughs> He's my like I. This is why I always talk shit about Jimmy Fallon because I wish there was a late night wars like Letterman and Leno mm-hmm. right now, where there's so many. Like right now is when you could really get savage, but they're all friends. Mm-hmm. And they're all okay with John Oliver getting every Emmy, you know. So it's like, nah, like let's, I, I, I let's be honest though, he deserves them. Look, I talk shit for all of them because, well, I talk shit for Jimmy because that's who that's the horse I back. But 
but okay, I, I talk shit for him because they're all friendly. Like nobody right. likes James Garville or whatever the fat guy is that does the karaoke thing. James Corden. James Corden? Corden, whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. James yeah. Corden's good too. No, he's not good. And Seth Myers. Oh, Seth Myers. Oh. Seth Myers. Seth Myers' show right now looks like he's doing it from home in quarantine and nobody's listening. <laughs> like, yeah, I love Seth Myers. Huh? I, I, I love Seth Myers. I love Seth. He's a, he, he's a comedic genius. Like, I love his work. Him doing the late night show is not the best. With, no, I mean, that's what I'm talking like. I, I like some of his work too, but yeah. uh, I, I really love his late night. Yeah, like, okay. So, so he's got yeah. this style to him that yeah. I really enjoy. Like, I don't. Oh, so I have a question. Yeah. Lawrence, in your dream, did you call her Gwyneth or Pepper? No, I called her Gwyneth. And did you have a funny uh, goatee? Yeah, no, I'm not, I wasn't trying to be Iron Man, Oz. I don't like Iron Man like that, dude. It, it, it trying to be War Machine. Oh. That, look, if it was a Marvel dream, it would have made a lot more sense to me. Yeah. <laughs> Trust me. And he would actually a come. a dream about Gwyneth Paltrow specifically that I don't understand, and it still bothers me because I'm just like, Gwyneth Paltrow, like, I mean, it's not like I wouldn't say, like, oh, I would never be attracted to a white woman because I would be. But I know the white women that I like, and she's not on that list, so it's weird. We know exactly her. His list is Christina Hendricks from Mad Men. No, he's into that porn chick. Um, first of all, I, don't, sure. I can't remember her name. It's a fuck. That one wrestler you, the one like used to be women's champion. Listen, I I don't even know who Christina Andrews is. I'm definitely not gonna know who the porn star. Nobody is. said Christina Andrews. Oh, what'd you say, Christina Sarah Andrews? Thompson. Wait, I'm sorry. Who'd you say? Who'd I say or who I say? No, who you? Who did you say, Mo? I said Christina Hendricks. Oh, I do know who that is. And yeah, she's fly as hell. But yes. oh, Sable, we love Sable. Sable. Yeah. WWE a wrestler. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, I'm not a Sable fan. And she was the 10th muse in comics. You're hilarious. I think you're thinking, like, I like I like Trish Stratus. Yeah, Trish Stratus. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, Trish Stratus is super hot. But oh, I don't I'll, know if she did porn. I, <laughs> I didn't know Sable did porn because. Well, she I, did Playboy. Did yeah. she do hardcore stuff? No, I can't. No, I can't. I got the Playboy. I don't have the, uh, the porn hub. Isn't Sable married? They all were. Does it matter? You can't if you're married. This is what I'm saying. This is why we need the Patreon to get Dr. Keith Ablo to like get into Larry's psyche because he asked these questions before he's beating off. He's like, I can't beat off to her. She's married. And then he's like, I don't want to beat off either. Who's Dr. Keith Ablo? <laughs> Who's that? It doesn't matter. Oh, okay. he's, the, he's the guy I got on retainer when you're willing to go into therapy on Patreon. <laughs> I, I'm just like, damn. And we need people to sign up to the Patreon so we can Dr. keep them on retainer and Dr. analyze Lawrence's uh, sexual malfunctions. <laughs> it's like, do I have like some kind of 
problem? Like, what happened to me? Yeah, Doctor Larry Ablo to find like, out. Whatever you do, don't Google Doctor Keith Ablo. All right. I, I, I promise you, I will. But it, it cost me hundred and fifty dollars a week to make sure he can cure Larry so that he can beat <laughs> off and watch horror movies. No, I, I don't want him cured. I just want him analyzed. Because no, I want him cured because, look, he talked about he's already all in on, on, on High Republic, but then he didn't do that like reaction that Joe wanted for his yeah. movie. Like, like, I, months. I thought about that today myself. I was like, damn, I didn't do that. Like, you should have thought of that when you brought High Republic. No. I remember, I remember him asking me, "Hey, how do you how do you shoot this so I can so I can make some videos?" And yeah. having a great conversation on how stuff is done. I've put out four videos no. since since he asked me that question. I, how many have have you gotten? It's Subscribe, so like, and get notifications so you can get those because they'll be coming out this week. Is this is this what we devolved the show into? Okay, well, yeah, you know, I still got like right. seventeen minutes on the recorder, so yeah. I'm just saying, like, look, what's what's happening in chat, Jay? <laughs> in chat, uh, we got Hect has something here. Hect says Whedon didn't make the whole Justice League. He edited it to make something WB wanted. Justice League is Superman 2, and Snyder Cut is the Richard Donner cut of it. Except Snyder's shit was ass, so. <laughs> Damn. I love that. So, I love that. I love that. So. <laughs> uh, he also, said that. Have you not seen it? Uh, Tiger Claw says, also, Joss Whedon right now isn't in a good place with all the accusations of being an asshole while reshooting Justice League. Later. Uh, like he's he he's in a, in a position to be president. <laughs> Listen, I'm just all I'm Ray, saying is Ray Fisher. Ray Fisher, can you do that with a little more gusto? I mean, yeah, if he would have a a, a token as his AD, but I don't know what why we're talking politics all of a sudden again. Oh, all right, so. So back to Larry beating off to uh, Gwyneth Paltrow. Yeah, let's talk about Larry beating off. Let's let's talk about the High Republic. Can we talk? Is about that what you're beating? Yeah, real quick, real quick, Larry, you're gonna like this. Aaron Singh, Aaron Singh. We've dealt with him. He's our uh, contact at Marvel. Well, I should have said that, but well, he's not there anymore. Now he's our contact at uh, at Skybound, which is great because. <laughs> <laughs> he just copied and pasted his contact list, so we're on it. So now we're we're gonna have Skybound news reviews and uh, another blacklist on our name. Is that actually true? What do you mean? Like are that we he's gonna cut and paste? Like is actually, actually black? Well, I noticed that like I feel like we're we, already on the Skybound list, but I might be wrong. Yeah, yeah, we were, but the, the so wherever. That lady goes. We're gonna have. We're gonna be in that. And now, so our Skybound content. Because I don't know. Look, all all you OG fans. If you go back through the years, we were Dark Horse heavy for a good while, because the Dark Horse dude took care of us, and he made sure we had everything we needed to like just read comics. (laughs) Yeah, and uh, we left. All of a sudden, Dark Horse is like, "Yeah, we don't like you." Right. And, uh, it happened with uh, with, 
with Marvel, our contact with Marvel left, and he just started writing comics instead of doing PR stuff. Jim McCann, good dude. Um, and then that's done. So like now he's not even doing comics anymore. I don't think the Is problem. Doing comics at period. I don't think so. And then uh, so the the dude at Marvel that was our contact would give us all the news and shit. No, no free comics, but it's okay. I, I pay for it. Look, at this point, we either pay for comics or we get press copies. But uh, he's moving to Skybound. So our, we're still going to give you Skybound news when we get it. Yeah. The, and problem, then whatever. the problem with us in Dark Horse is uh, one, one or two of us might have made the mistake of expensing hookers and cocaine. Uh, on on the budget that they handed us, and that might have made us look bad. I and, don't. And we didn't post the video. Is Which the thing. Well, only fan thing exist at the time, so we really couldn't post that video uh, of of that event. So, and then even it got to the point where Dark Horse was going to have us do their how they do their whole panels on the floor do their like be the master ceremony for everything like when Guillermo del Toro is there whoever and, and we're working on that and then like literally we were getting that deal set up where we're like the go-to people for their dark horse booth at comic-con yeah and then that dude left like yeah. and now he's a heavy metal uh a heavy metal journalist uh yeah. over at loudwire yeah, he's freelance, I think, but uh, I still keep in touch with him. Because, you know, we like him. I gotta hit him up yeah. on Chafish, too. He's awesome, yeah, he's a good dude. But uh, the new guy literally, like, just and look what happened now. All of a sudden, Dark Horse lost all their licenses. <laughs> yeah, I blame the new guy. I like, you're right, it's his fault. Uh, so there was, in fact, uh, 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 like basically a live stream to talk about all the High Republic stuff on Monday, and I did watch it. And uh, I guess you loved it, huh? Well, I, you know, I mean, I'm not gonna say that the live stream itself was like so compelling. I like the High Republic stuff. I was already kind of hyped on just because. It's a, a new era for Star Wars that hasn't been touched. And, you know, I mean, as you all know, like my, my favorite time period is actually the Old Republic in Star Wars. Um, the High Republic is not that. It's a different era. But it does kind of, like what I like about the Old Republic is that it's like Jedi and Sith, like at a higher level. than we've seen in, you know, like the eras that we've seen in the movies. Darth Revan is in the Old Republic, right? Correct. Right, Right, yeah. Darth Revan. How how far back is that from the the Skywalker era, I guess, is what it's called? Right, right. Like the, you know, like I know that, you know, generally speaking, like the the time, like... like the Battle of Yavin is like the kind of like center point, right? So, 
I don't I don't remember how many years. Well, I'll say this: the old republic is technically like you know a number of years in and of itself. I don't remember how many years constitutes the old republic before the Battle of Yavin. If Jay, if you would be so kind as to look that up real quick, I'd appreciate it. But it's a, it's a hmm? which one is the is the Battle of Yavin? Is that the one after the uh, the original trilogy or? Right before the original trilogy, I I feel like it's right after the original trilogy. No, I mean, yeah, Yavin yeah. is the second Death Star, right? Or is that the first one? The first one. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. So it's the first Death Star blowing up. So the end. The end. The, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I was thinking of the Battle uh, Jakku. Okay. No, not, no, no, not Jakku. No one's talking about Jakku. I, I know. <laughs> Jakku is kind of the. Uh, no. The, Jakku is kind of the the separation between the original series and the new. Yeah, uh, it's complicated because the books don't count anymore. No, no, the books. I mean, the books count still. No, they they don't. I Filoni's oh, bringing them back. Filoni's bringing them back, but not. Really? Okay, but so, so, but, but yeah, the, old yeah, the thing is, I, I've heard the old Republic as being centuries before the Skywalker saga, but then it, I've it, also it, heard rumblings that Darth Plagueis, 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 yeah, uh, being part of that old Republic, High Republic stuff. Darth would is a part of the High Republic. But but see, doesn't like he lives to the point where he trains, uh, Darcidius, right? Which Darcidius, like at his midlife, is the beginning of the Skywalker saga. So it's not, it doesn't feel like it's centuries removed from Darth from the from the Skywalker saga. Well, the the end of the High Republic. Is the beginning of like the whole uh, what is that? That's the I forget. They they actually do the timeline in in the comic that just came out, or they show the timeline, which I think they've showed that before too. But is that the um, no? It's not the New Republic. What is that? The but basically the the the, the Clone Wars era of things, like the the prequel era. The High Republic ends right before that begins, which is how you can get Darth Plagueis being Darth Sidious's master. Which we're not certain, but I personally think that the Acolyte TV show that they mentioned might potentially be that show. Like the show might be about. Uh, uh, Sidious as an apprentice, which would be super cool if that's what it turns out to be. Because that whole show is supposed to be like all about dark side stuff. And don't get me wrong, I'm not saying there won't be other people, but it would not shock me if it ends up being like one of the characters ends up being Sidious as an apprentice. I guess I'm asking the wrong question because if the if the High Republic ends. At the point where Sidious is either an apprentice or already becoming the master, I guess the real question is, how long 
does the High Republic or the Old Republic, whatever you want to call How long does that last? Got it. That's a good question. Uh, uh, Jay, you have that timeline by chance? Yeah. Uh, the Old Republic era is from 25,053 BBY to 1,000 BBY. BBY is before the Battle of Yavin? Right. Okay. And uh, for context, uh, the Phantom Menace takes place 32 years, or 32 BBY. Right. And so so between that 1,000 BBY and 32 BBY is basically where the High Republic... So the High Republic is 1,000 years. I don't think it's 1,000. I think actually, I think the... The High Republic, they're saying, is like six. I think that, like, the comics that they're and the books they're doing right now, I think are technically like 600 years before the Battle of Yavin. But obviously, that doesn't mean, like, you know, everybody is there. In Star Wars, when they measure shit in years, that's how we would take it, but not how they would take it. Right, I mean, like, you know, obviously, like, Yoda's race is a long-lived race. Yeah. So it's like, that 600 years is nothing to them. Like, in fact, y- Yoda was in the first issue of the High Republic comic book. And it was definitely a younger Yoda. Did he but... look like Google? Was he cute? No, he doesn't. He's not that young, no. No, Remember, but he's Gro- cute? Like... No, no, he doesn't like Grogu. Gro- Grogu's like 50. I just want to see if I want to get a High Republic Yoda pop. I think he had, I think he had hair like you, but brown. <laughs> so hair like, like, like you. Mo or like me? Mo. Oh, okay. That's what it is. Don't Yoda species have that like, that like fauxhawk thing going? <laughs> Maybe. But I will say Disney's definitely going all in on this High Republic thing. And you know they had like all the authors that are doing all the books on there, and uh, you know I I won't say that the the live stream was something that was like oh if I wasn't in before it would bring me in now, but it was interesting enough, and as a person that was already interested, just because I like old Republic stuff and High Republic stuff, feels like it's more akin to Old Republic than it is. Like you know the the movie stuff and that side of things, I'm because it's it you know like it basically is the era that Obi Wan kind of like mentions to Luke where it's like oh Jedi's are like the protectors of the universe or whatever and so it's like the height of the Jedi Order. That's what the High Republic is, and so like it it's like much more optimistic than any point of the Star Wars universe that we've ever seen before and they have like because things are in a good spot you have like this very like charismatic and optimistic chancellor and they're trying to do like go out and do amazing stuff and make the universe a better place and the jedi are there to help protect the republic but things go wrong and they go and they they go awry and then from there we you know we get the stories that we get so the, the, the main thing that I, I like, you know, they have like, I mentioned the novel earlier. I mentioned a young adult novel. 
I did mention the the novella, and then you have the Marvel comic, and then the other thing that I was a little uh, taken aback by because I didn't realize this, but they actually have another comic that's a Star Wars: The High Republic Adventures comic, and that's going to be put out by IDW. So IDW is putting out a Star Wars comic as well. So here comes the money. Here, here comes. Why is that? Here comes the money. <laughs> I don't have the button. No, I, I have it, but like Larry, like, like. What? Here we go. More money, more money, more money, more money. Because uh, I'm a shareholder. Like, oh, right. Yeah. Like, you don't remember that fact? Come I on. Forgot. I forgot. I'm sorry, man. I don't keep track of your stock portfolio. My bad. You better. I'll, I'll make I'll make sure that I keep better track of all your finances so I get my dividends. I'm like, I've invested. Well, I need the alibi. So you got to. So yeah, so I was like, oh, I didn't realize that that was happening. So that book didn't come out this week. I think that comes out next month. But uh, but yeah, three of those books are out that came out yesterday, and then the other two I think come out uh, next month. So yeah, if you're looking for Star Wars stuff, they're like like I said, the High Republic is going in and they look they they even mention like other like multimedia stuff which it's it's small stuff like uh if you have rogue squadron they have like a a cockpit a cockpit uh (laughs) memorabilia thing that's like a high i know right i was just like dude like really like why like but I guess people want that. I don't know. I don't know. We're, we're laughing for totally yeah, different reasons. Yeah. Oh, because of cockpit? Yeah. Oh, come on, man. What are we, nine? We're nine. But yeah, like if you, I don't know if you guys have played Rogue Squadron, but you can like decorate your cockpit with like different little, little like flair or whatever. And one of them is a is a is a High Republic lightsaber. I think I don't know anything about Rogue Squadron until the Patty the Patty Jenkins movie comes out. Then the I'm game not. the game is really good. I mean, if you all haven't played it, four game or Windows ninety three game. No, no, the the like twenty the twenty twenty game. I think oh, that okay. was. I don't know nothing about. That. I think that was an arcade thing too. Is it on PlayStation? Yes. Four or five? Uh, no, only it, a four. It, it's it's it was it came out for the last gen systems, but I would I would assume it, it plays can't on. be that good then. Look, Joe, like you, Joe, you already have that on PlayStation Four, but the guy in Abu Dhabi is playing it. <laughs> no, it's no longer the case. Oh, okay. Uh, I did get my account back. Yay, hooray. Um, they didn't make me pay for all the stuff those guys stole. Good. But did they let you keep it? No. Uh, no. But can, you, but can you play Final Fantasy, though? Yes. yes Yay, I, no. hooray for Jay. Right. Jay. Jay didn't want to play Goat Simulator anyway. <laughs> so, and he was feeling so good playing on a controller again. Any other news before we get out of here? 
uh, Eternals number one came out, and I'm hesitant to read it. But the oh, speaking of Eternals, I, I bought it as well. Did you read Mo, it? Not yet. Yes. Mo, have you seen the uh, the toys that they put out? Because that actually shows what their what their costumes are gonna look like. Oh, from the movie? Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't give a fuck about that. I'm talking about the comic. Like, I give a fuck about comics. I know. Just, just trying to get yeah. you riled up. Nah, you know, you want to get me riled up. Nah, it's not going to. Look, it takes a lot to rile me up now. It, it's, it's, I've witnessed a lot of shit in 2020 and 2021. We're, we're so, getting him like, the, yeah. the Lego Eternal set for MLK Day. Look, I don't care. Honestly, Look, I, I, what what does that 2020 taught me? I look, you could play the final thought music because this might be my final thought. But uh, what 2020 and uh, the first six days of 2021 told me is that I'm Latinx. As long as I have rice and beans, I'm gonna be good. I don't need nothing else. Like I'll live off of rice and beans my whole life. You know what I mean? And uh, fuck everyone else, and uh, I, I'm just gonna do me. Nobody's gonna look out for me, yeah. There it is. And it also showed me that America's a bunch of pussies, they can't overthrow a government. <laughs> Where, as, as, a, lazy. as a person of, of Mexican descent, Latinx is actually more offensive than. <laughs> Than uh, Hispanic, yeah, but nobody cares. Yeah, because no. they just want to look like like they're woke and they don't well, really care about history or, or what people actually think. It's white people giving you a label, so now they, they feel they can get. Oh, we didn't give them a label. We're they were too busy eating the fruit they picked. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. I, I I can't speak for the other. Uh, South of the border races, but for for Mexicans, la, la, Latinx is actually even more offensive. But whatever, no one cares. Uh, Black Compact in chat says twenty twenty taught me all I need is kind of twisted tea to stop racism in his tracks. And honestly, I can I can vibe with that, except for the fact that if that guy would have had AA early on, he wouldn't have been in that position, even if he was racist. So yeah. we could have uh, adult alcohol education as part of your health class in high school. I saw that video. I feel like he went social and responsibly. Don't waste alcohol like that. Like there's yeah, really. Like I mean, I don't even like like it even taught me that twisted tea, like people actually drink that shit. Like I see it at the store and I'm like, ugh. And this guy was grown ass too, like Come on, man. Like, I know it's 2020, but you're more affluent than that. In 2021, I might have to actually try it now. I've I'm never tried Twisted Tea, and I no, feel like, no, like, like don't. You know what Twisted Tea is? It, it's what we used to do at Joe's house where we drop vodka in the, the brisk. That's what it is. In fact, that hit better. I didn't know Twisted Tea existed until the video. So, so. Oh, no, I, I've seen it. I, I actually would like to try one. I'm the guy that where the homeless person told me, ah, oh, don't drink that shit. That shit will kill you. And, and I look at Twisted Tea and be like, ugh. Yeah. So, uh, 
Wait, are you actually playing the, the Final Thoughts music? I mean, yeah. I mean, we're done, right? Like, I mean, yeah, no, we're done. I just, I just, I just can't hear it if it's actually playing. No, no, I haven't played it yet. But oh, okay. Because I, cool. I have a separate Final Thoughts. That's a, a mini. Uh-uh. I love how Mo announced that this will be his final thought, and then it was like afterwards, like I have a separate final thought. Play, let's play a final thought. Because my my final thought is a mini Moses Magnum heavy metal minute. So it's like, mmm, mm, got it. I don't know. It, it sounded like he had a seizure. I don't know mm. what's happening. It's like the internet slowed down. Ah. Uh, 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 fade is out. Uh, pick it up, I guess. Got it. Jay, final thoughts. <laughs> All right. So, if you watch Dark Enemy and you're looking to pair it with something, I suggest MTV's The Max. About a superhero caught between two worlds, uh, who's trying to help a young woman, a health saver in New York. It's got some of those similar themes, and it's really fucking good. And uh, if you want something to pair Sweet Tooth with, uh, with, I suggest The Promised Neverland. Um, I talked about that a little bit earlier, where you've got the kids in the forest. Uh, they're told to stay in, but if they stay in, they'll get eaten, so they need to find a way out. Um, but ultimately, you could also compare, uh, pair it with Kipo and the Age of the Wonder Beast, uh, which is about a girl that lived underground uh, she's forced to come up above ground during an emergency, and she's stuck there with all the different animals. Like uh, nature is just kind of mutated, gone wild, and so she's dealing with uh, beastmen, uh, funky animals, and trying to find her way back home. Good job, Dan. I'm like, damn, I feel like you did your own little show just now. I'm not mad at it. <laughs> I, I love it pairing with segments. I, I, yeah. I think that could be a one shot. Like, I agree. Well, we talk about in the week, do a, a review of what your your pairing with would be. Yeah. No, I, I like okay. it. I like it. It's very classy. <laughs> sounds like all right. It sounds like what? It sounds uh, like being work. <laughs> Most Magnum, final thoughts. Uh, look, I had a heavy metal minute, but it was an uh, a obituary. Uh, where uh, Alexi Laiho from Children of Bodom, if you listen to heavy metal minute throughout all of 2020, there was a bunch of drama there too. I got through it, and then it turned out he just died, just straight up died. So I didn't get to that heavy metal minute here. Uh, but then Leslie West died of the Great Bad Mountain, and uh, that didn't happen either. Like, I didn't get to do that, too. And it, it's weird. There's a weird crossover between those two. Like, this guy was a band. Leslie West was in Mountain, which was in the 60s. And, and even the way he sings and shit kind of influenced, I don't know if directly, but Alexi from Children's Bottom, and they all happened to die within eight days of each other. 
So it might be an interesting heavy metal minute that you might get on YouTube if you subscribe, like, and hit the bell. For the entire Fantastic Forum, thank you all so much for hanging out with us. We do appreciate you. Like Moses said, like, subscribe, follow, all the random uh, social media stuff that happens. Do all that, please. We would appreciate it. Also, interact. Let us know what you like, what you don't like, what you want us to cover, uh, what you don't need to see more of. I'll, we'll, we'll take all that criticism, all of that uh, uh, input. This is Fantastic Forum. We'll be back next week. Until then, uh, we're out.